0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two of the Syndicate podcast. I have a very special guest with me who I think we're going to have an incredible conversation here. I have Sam Matheson, host of the Sampled podcast, and your business is called Social Life Mentoring, right? Correct, yes. Absolutely. So I have my new friend who it's very interesting, and we have a very interesting story because... We had been intertwined in each other's lives unknowingly for about the past six years. And we've just started talking now over the past, I believe, uh, past couple of weeks, about a month. Um, We have a a lot of mutual friends and I've heard nothing but good things about you. Um, And I really used to resonate with a lot of the things that I saw, you know, years ago when I was a lot younger. Uh, So I'm very happy to have you here, my friend. Uh, hopefully we'll get thank you in Australia we'll we'll, we'll do something in, in Los Angeles and Miami soon
1: we'll we'll get me off the island thank you David appreciate it man appreciate it being on I can't believe two episodes in man you're almost like a pro at this at the intro there you're starting to get the flow we're
0: trying man we're trying I love so, it I love it so, uh, I want to really start off I know you, and you have a very interesting story Mm. And I want to hear more about it because there is a period, I believe I've, I found you in about late, I want to say late 2015, early 2016, maybe mm. around there. I'm not exactly sure, but I remember I was a freshman or sophomore in college or, or for the European guys university. Um, and I remember seeing your stuff and I remember you having, you were around like, I, I believe you were like 22 or 23 at the time. It's like six years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, listening, and I'm like, yo, this dude's 23. He's killing it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I <laughs> had seen a YouTube video, and I want to just kind of get right into it. I had seen a YouTube yeah. video with you, and and I don't necessarily remember the name of it, but you had just become a, a social dynamics coach, right? And you were the video. It was the first video I saw on YouTube, and I think it's when you just leveled up and and became like a, a executive. Yeah. So what was the name of that video? Because you were a you're working in a store and I know you're a golfer. Yep. And you were playing, you were playing professional golf. You were were trying to chase your dreams and life kind of wasn't really everything you thought it was going to be. Right. So more about that video. And I want the people listening to hear about it because I think you have an awesome story, man. And I'm I'm very excited to get into the weeds with you here.
1: Yeah. Appreciate that. No. So we'll start off with the, with the video. Um, we actually had a marketing team work on that title, which was really interesting. So it was from pulling myself to pulling a celebrity in six months. That was the title. And that's because that actually happened. So I had to give my whole background, but take it back really far to where it was. And so as a young kid, I was someone that was obsessed with golf from the age of two, obsessed with it, right? So that's all I wanted to do. But that also, you know, if anyone knows that it's sport, it kind of isolates you a little bit, especially golf. Golf is a very isolating sport. And what that is, is that you got the country club, you got Gladys, you got Jim, you got Sally, who are in there 60, 65, 70, who are the cool people in the club, you know, like the social hierarchy of the club, they're the people to connect with. But uh, anyone in my sort of like, age the juniors there was there was not many of them so I was having to be around these older people which got me very comfortable with old people talking to older people I talk about 50 onwards and I was very good at that but the funny thing was David you, you can probably understand if you don't talk to young people you struggle with communicating with young people I, I didn't understand how social you know social circles worked I didn't understand how you became friends with people and then I had kind of had a look and I was like a lot of people in my life were friends with me because they chose to be friends, not I attracted them or I didn't have the qualities that you know could attract someone into my life. And as through high school, kind of snowballed, got a bit of bullying. Which you know, again, one of the funny things people don't understand is like I take all the responsibility of all the bullying that I copped. I take all the responsibility, it's not any of their fault. Like I, I, I look back and I'm like, yo, I bought like, I brought that a lot on myself. And I was like, okay, well, you know. You know, at the time, probably not. But now, i would taken on full responsibility. So from there, you know, I got into a relationship, and I'm like, okay, then my life is set. My life is going the way I want. You know, I'm I'm at Q School, which is for golf. Any of the golfers out there will know. You know, I'm striving to to go into the professional ranks. I got a girlfriend, and then, bang, dump me on Christmas Eve. And I was like, holy shit. It was like a big scar. I'm allowed to swear, right? Because I'm an Aussie, yeah. right? <laughs> I get a swearing pass. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, I dumped me and I was like, oh, man, I was heartbroken. You know what I mean? I was very heartbroken. Got back together. Three weeks later, dumped me on my birthday. So, double double dump, which was just which was pretty crazy. And then it sparred me down into a kind of a 10 months of depression. So, it started. And, and depression is a really interesting subject. Um, and it wasn't really a depression. It was, it was, it what it was for me was that I started to take a uh, pharmaceutical drug called Rest of It, which was a sleeping medication. Okay. And because I was feeling so painful, I, I was taking it because I couldn't sleep. Right, because I'd be thinking about this girl. Wonder she's doing. And the funny thing was, as you said before, I was working in a men's store, and she was actually opposite the men's store, so I got to see her every single day after the breakup. Even worse when she started bringing dudes in. So the rest of it really helped me able to sleep. Got addicted to that because it gave me a feeling of I felt something, you know, other than heartbreak. I just felt something different. I felt like I'd wake up in the morning as a truck would hit me. And I loved that feeling, which is Mm. a weird feeling to like even love, you know. But it started to get more and more. You start to get a bit used to the drug. And from there, I remember one day, and this is where it it sort of transitioned. I call this a catalyst in my life. I call it a moment in which my whole path was deviating from the path that it was set. So the path that I was going was, you know, suicide. It was looking like that. And that's what it inevitably kind of crescendoed up to a point where I went to about four to five pharmacies. I went to different pharmacies because I couldn't go to the same one. Cause they'd know me that then you've been here last week. Oh, we don't like that, you know? So <clears throat> got them all out Laid about 20 to 30 tablets out, big glass of water, big jug like this. Uh, for the people listening, it was a big jug of water, but yeah. And I thought, you know what? The only thing that really gave me pleasure right now is YouTube, just YouTube. So I was like, before I take this, I go to bed. I I literally knocked myself off. I'm going to watch 20 minutes of YouTube. And that's where I stumbled across a video called Two Paths to Mastery by a guy called Elliot Hulse and Owen Cook. And from there, I was glued to the screen from there. And I think I I stayed up for the next 48 hours watching every single bit of content that this company had. And uh, it revolutionized the way that I was thinking. I it kind of snapped me out of my comatose and it was such a overwhelming moment that I don't really remember it because it was so emotional, emotional. And then from there, I spent the next, uh, I listened to all their stuff. I spent the next year doing everything they told me every single thing, whether it was dumb, whether it was silly, whether it was, I did everything I approached, you know, roughly between about 10,000 people, you know, that time I, I just went ham. Hey, I, so what the idea was, was, you know, going up to strangers, talking to them for, social communication skills, bettering your communication, being able to attract people. And so I went to nightclubs seven nights a week. I listened to every video bit of content where I had. I even changed jobs to work in a female fashion store so I can interact with different people because a lot of the time it was based in that female interaction because that was the thing that I really suffered with. That was the thing to get me out of there because I was down, depressed about a girl. The next thing I could do is learn how to attract new people in my life. I got high I ended up flying to Miami asking for a job getting a job with them and um and they took me on board as 21 year old Sam just turned 21 and I was like I I'm you know I just I'll do anything you say I'll I'll be committed to it and then from there that's where you found that I rose the ranks into the executive role then uh, traveled to 34 countries taught about 10 to 20 million people online all around the world yeah
0: Some big numbers, man. Yeah, I was gonna ask, how old were you? And and you know, so you go, it's this incredible evolution from 19 to 21. Yes, and what's very interesting, man, about about you is you were very, very young, Mm. right, to be experiencing all this, right? And even even now, right, especially now we've been, you know, with especially everything that's going on in the world, we've had those years a lot of the younger guys those years are have been taken from them, right yeah. so guys are coming out and they're now they're 23 24 and they haven't had that same level of experience and you know not that and i think everyone should go through a very hard time of struggle right mm-hmm. And i have a very interesting approach to this but i think everyone should go through a very hard time of struggle because what it does is allows it, it allows you to become a resilient individual and when you mm. come out on the other side, you are so much stronger than the person you were before, and that's exactly what you did, right? And now you've you've taught millions of people, and now you're teaching everything for your, for yourself to you know a yeah, yeah. subsection of guys. And, and as you grow, it's it's hopefully going to become a, a very big thing. Uh, and I think what's really interesting there's a lot of things I think are really interesting, but <clears throat> you were very young to be able to not only have an understanding of the level of, of depth and psychology and you're obviously very well read um, and you're very tactical and I can just hear from when you speak in the conversations that we've had you're very tactical in the things you say and the way you tell stories yeah. <laughs> and I can t- and I can tell right as, as someone who is, is also a very tactical person you're very you're very tactical in the way you tell stories and I think everyone should take a note of that. Right. And if you and especially if you're a younger guy, because we have a lot of guys who are starting out in business, who want to get better with girls, mm-hmm. who want to travel, who want to do all these things as a young man and make money and and all of these things that that really allow you to live an incredible lifestyle. Make sure you're able to be a good orator.
1: Mm, and key, or it's key
0: in the way that you do that. A lot of people will ask, how do you become a good speaker? The answer is to be speaking. Right. Yep. And you're, those repetitions that you put in, ten thousand people, twenty thousand people, then you go from that to being able to speak on YouTube, being in front of a camera, being able watching yourself on camera. Because I'm sure you did a did that a, huge, that a million times. Huge one. one, yeah. And then now, you know, watching yourself speak live, and now even what we're doing on Twitter with the spaces, and now even your podcast as well. You know i'm not telling everybody to go and and, you know start their own podcast and and do all these things but the ability to practice and especially practicing these skills while you're young gives you an an unprecedented advantage over everyone else who doesn't do these things Mm. right and there are these catalytic moments these very divergent moments right like you were talking about where your life can go either one way or the other way and Mm. every single decision you make that are big decisions because decisions compound are these divergent moments. And it is up to you to be able to determine where you're going to be and who you want to become.
2: Yeah,
1: definitely. And you got to take that. You got to take that in your, your hands. Exactly. It's like, that's where the extreme ownership of like, this decision is not uh, your mom and dad's information, your brothers or sisters. It's like you decide on yourself so that when it goes good or bad, you have the common denominator that you know what went right, what went wrong, which was your decision-making, yep.
0: which and, is and which key. Absolutely. And it's, and it's a question of, are you going to be accountable for yourself? Mm. Are you going to be the type of person who lets life live them? Or are you going to be the person that lives life? Right? Yeah. And it's about accountability and ownership, right? And especially, and I already know for a fact, when you're coaching guys and you're coaching people, and even when I'm coaching people with the things that I, I'm doing in the, in the business space, mm-hmm. when you look at it, you have to have them take a, an incredibly high level audit and an incredibly high level of ownership and accountability. Mm-hmm. Because yes. without the accountability, and I spoke about this on the other podcast about the way that people operate when they're observed versus the way they operate when they're unobserved, you know, you, if you don't have that, somebody kind of breathing down your throat, you're never going to get that as, as good as you possibly can be. And I think that's mm. why coaching is so important and having a mentor and listening to people and having people a couple steps ahead of you, because you're, you're 29 now. And I'm, I'm about your age when you were doing all these things, right? Like yeah, sorry. so <laughs> You know, I, I look at, I look at you and I see, and I see the, and I can learn from you, even in the things mm. you, so we, were on a, we were on a Twitter space last night and I was learning, you know, some of the things that you were saying were really resonating with me.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah.
0: Today, like you can always learn and I've always had older friends, but you can learn from people a couple steps ahead of you who have been there before. Mm. And I think everyone listening should take that note out of, should listen to this and, and say, okay, well, who's a couple steps ahead of me and who can I learn from? Right.
1: Well, Yeah, right. exactly. I think I think one of the biggest things that I can do is like, if you really want to put life into, this, if you really were like, okay, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a person, say if there's a kid listening or say there's someone that's like, all right, I want to get my life handled. I want to sort everything. The first thing I always tell them is almost talk to old people, go to a retirement village, go to something and see people and see the look in their eyes when they regret everything. They regret their life. They're not, they didn't complete what they wanted to. And in that moment, and, and I got that through the golf course, you would hear them bickering about say, you know, that they don't love their wife anymore, that their wife doesn't do this, that their business failed, that they didn't handle, they party too much. They didn't handle shit. You hear that as a young kid, it makes you realize like, even as like, and I was young, even as an adult, you still have problems. Like I, I was never under the fallacy that you got money, you got girls, you got everything, you, all your problems solved. You just get better problems you just get better problems and you're able to sort them out. You know, you exactly. don't have as many, you There's a funny thing. You don't have as many money problems. Like, Oh, I don't know if I can afford this loaf of bread. Like as we were joking about the Chipotle thing, you know, last night, yeah. <laughs> but you've got, you've got the problem of like, where do I place my money? Where mm-hmm. do I save tax? Where, so, so it's, it's just an evolution that, that, that made me really, really, really realize like, okay, well, if I want to handle again, at least learn from the people that, as you said, two steps ahead of you. Get some sort of person that you admire. That if you were their age, when you're their age, if you're that type of person, you would be proud of yourself, or you yeah. would be happy. And so for me, even even now, it's like I, I don't care who you are. I know Tony Robbins has people he looks up to. Yep. I know. I know. Um, my mentors have mentors. I have mentors. People I teach, they have me and they have you as their mentors, you know, so it's very, very key. And then from there, I tell them to have like an obsession about knowing the way that these people think. How do they think introspectively? How do they think about making a decision? It's key to actually understand. So one of the greatest things that I can bestow upon anyone, which is called self-awareness, right? Your awareness of yourself, your actions, the way that others interpretate the perception of you. There, as again, like the podcast, my podcast sampled a sample of their personality. How do you come off to people? How yeah. do you kind of are you aware of your environment? Are you aware of your situations? Because a lot of the time, too, as you're probably well aware, um, they 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 say they want all these things, or they they say that, but it's based on other people's wants, not what they want. They don't even know what they want. Yep. You know, they don't even know what they like. I don't know if you've come across that, but half the people, I mean, they don't even know anything. I'm like, I, I did a TikTok recently. I'm like, t- I tell the people, uh, I was like, uh, what did I say? I was like, I want to give you an existential crisis. I said, I was like, tell me in your life when you've chosen or chose to like something that society didn't tell you or stow upon you to like. Mm-hmm. And all these comments were like, I've never thought about this. Holy shit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. What's, what's very interesting is, is not enough people. And this is something I learned from, you know, the, your stuff and some other people's Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, when I was 18 and 19 was you have to continually take audits of the things that are going on in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and actually I want to transition this. You're going to like this. I always advocate for, especially younger guys, like for talking to a lot of girls, right. Mm. And meeting new girls, right. And, and meeting new people, because if you were, you know, say with a group of friends or you're with a certain type of girl, you need to understand fundamentally and fully what you don't like so that you can go and make the decision for what you actually do like. Right. And the only way that you find out what you like is if you understand what you don't like and and people sit there and be like, wow, I never thought of that. But what it allows you to do is not be a person who settles, right? Mm. And if you settle for something, right, mm. like you can, there's a lot of guys that go, they'll, they'll meet a girl in college and she might be, you know, she'll be giving him shit. She'll be poison dripping him. She'll be arguing with him all the time, making his life hard. And yeah. vice versa, if there's girls listening, there's, there's guys that do the same thing, right? And you're settling for that one guy that gave you a little bit of attention. Mm. Now How you think about it is like, okay, well, you need to have so such a wide array of experiences so like i know for a fact like if i see these i look for the littlest things man yeah. if i see x y and z or if i see one thing i'm like all right well i know i don't like that so and, and i know i know where that goes because i've been there before yeah.
1: that pat that patent recognition you know yeah. where it leads you to yeah
0: because i've had the experience and if yeah. you're a young guy or, or girl i don't know if there's girls listening to this but if you're a young man or woman you want to go and get as much experience as possible, mm. and I'm not advocating, you know, for for girls, to, you know, go sleep around, but you know, maybe like understand, you know, meet a couple people and see, you know, what you like and what you don't like, right? Mm. And if you really go and do that, you're going to develop so much experience that it's only going to make your life better. It might be hard in the moment; you might go through something toxic, you might get in a relationship, you might fall in love, but what mm. it allows you to do. Is understand, okay, well, if I'm in a relationship with this person or with a friend and they have X, Y, and Z behavior, they, they talk shit about me in front of, in front of other people, or they talk down to me in front of other people, or, you know, they're not that respectful to others or these types of behaviors, right. Or they don't lift me up because I'm a very big fan of steel, sharp and steel, especially within mm-hmm. friend groups and, and especially masculine friend groups, <laughs> you know, you need these things in place. And so you, you start to develop a, a taste Right. And Mm -hmm. the more you do that and the more you you solidify those tastes for yourself, not what, you know, not what society and TikTok and Instagram is telling you to do or or look or Mm -hmm. or any of these ways. You start to solidify these tastes. What it allows you to do is just literally build a better life from the ground up for yourself. And you develop your own opinions. You develop your own ideology, your own philosophy, and it's you develop your own sense of self.
1: That's true. Like, like a, you have you have a buddy coming on next episode, uh, Mister Arlen Moore, and he he says that life rewards the spe- like God rewards the specific. He says, so when you're specific about what you want, you're more likely to get that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty fucking obvious, and then hopefully that rings the bells with people. That's it. it it's a it's a fun when you when you're all over the place, man. As you know, you can't be all over the place. With anything your energy your intent your emotions fuck you know it just goes fucking wild
0: you need to be absolutely decisive right mm-hmm. and but when you're decisive right like you know the past seven eight months right like have been absolutely uh, i love the word meteoric right but that's what they've been and okay. i've underestimated the amount of success that i would have within this, this short period of time Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking, and as I sit and I think about it, it's like, I was very specific with the things that I wanted to do. And sometimes things change, right? But as long as you begin the game with the end in mind, and we can talk about mm. that, that tweet, then and, and I can give a little bit of a breakdown of beginning with the end in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And you begin with the end of mind. It's a Stephen Covey thing from Seven Habits Highly Effective People <laughs> that I read when I was like 13. It, <laughs> with the, like when you go to war, you begin with the end in mind, right? Mm you're able to yeah like you might need to adapt your your battle strategy right mm-hmm. but as long as you had a strategy in the first place like if you're going into a step fight one,
1: step one yeah <laughs> you're
0: going into a fight and you know how to throw 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 a left jab and a right and a overhand right you have a plan it's not yeah, it's almost like and throwing haymakers and where a lot of people fail is they go in and they throw haymakers at everything and they they throw them at five different projects or or five different things and all these different they're very sporadic and they think, okay, well, maybe if I just do everything at once and that, that I'm going to be successful or that, that something's going to pop. And what you need to yep. do is focus 110, 150% energy into one thing at a time. And I mm. think people, they have realistically two things that they can work on at once. Really, really hard. I have two. I think you have two, right? Mm. On your podcast or YouTube channel. And you're also working on your main business.
1: Right? Yeah, pretty much. Well
0: anything else and obviously you know, you're, you're in shape and, and you're going to the gym and, and you-
1: Every, everything's not everything is not a hundred percent like I, I yeah you're right you can't you know i've got my trainer uh, trainer living with me and he trains and he does work that's it i got i got like you know i've got a couple other bodies and it's just business or girls or business and it's connecting and so, so that, that that's one thing that 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 you're 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 pretty good at, and I know I'm I'm preaching it a lot, which is intertwining everything together, right? So you say one thing, which is like your business and 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 everything that is associated with that. How I always ask people, how can you tie your social life to your business? Is yeah. the key. How can you can you make your networking? Uh, the the if you're in a relationship or not in a relationship, how can you tie those so that you're fulfilling? You, you still have your focus on those two things, like you said, but they encompass a lot more, not just like a little bit of the business, a little bit of the podcast or this or that. They, they encompass a lot more. So like, I always try to work out and think, okay, my priorities, as you say, getting your priorities straight, getting that intent. And I got that from watching uh, mixed martial arts, like UFC a lot, right? So a great one to see is like, you know when the fighters walk out on the like they walk into the octagon i always i always try to pick it based on their walk or based on their energy who's going to win because you can and, and you get almost like a sixth sense of when someone is like totally in alignment when someone's wavering the great one is if you ever watched that uh israel adesanya versus Joel romero fight it was like 24 252 or two, 242 ufc 242 and um you could tell that both of those fighters were were not going to finish that fight. It was going to go to the end based on their energy. You could literally read them how all over the, the place, the energy was like, it was like the, the whole, you could tell in their demeanor and their aura that both of them knew that was going to go to a five round or they wanted to, you know? And sometimes you can like really pick this in your life and understand when you're half assing shit or when you're really being focused on it. Yeah to a, to a thing. And, and that's what I think, what were you really like, how focused were you to get to the success that you got right now?
0: Not Just so as focused as a lot of people think. Okay. And so, it, some, so some I, I said this on, and I'll, I'll take a step back in a second, but mm. I said this on the first podcast that I did on the internet Kid podcast. One of the things that I want to be better at is the level of sheer unfettered, very hyper focused discipline. So, <laughs> I'm a very like, I'm very sp- not sporadic, but I'm very like, when I work, I work. When I party, I mm. party. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: And I love doing both. But yep. the guy that I, I enjoy going to beautiful places. I enjoy mm. doing the things that I, I currently do. Like I like being on the yachts in Miami. I like going here. Like yep. here, I like popping champagne in the club. But in order to do those things, you got to make some money to be able to do that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. More money than people would fucking think. So I kind of thought about it. I was like, okay, well, I and I'm I'm a very big fan of this ability to reverse engineer. Mm, How do I reverse engineer a lifestyle that's gonna number one give me as much cash flow as possible to live this incredible Mm. life? To be, you know, riding in supercars and being on super yachts and all these things, right? And how do I make it so that I can get as much done as humanly possible. And how much more efficient can I be? Hmm. I learned, and let me take a step back here. So when I had first started out in my sales job, when I was 22, hmm. I, the, the head guy, right? The, the director of sales took a liking to me and I would sit and every Friday I would drink before, you know, he started going and having to do other things. And he eventually left the company a couple months in to when I got hired. He took a liking to me and we would sit in his office and we, he would, we would drink whiskey. And I would ask him, you know, do you like not really do we would just have a very candid conversation? And I said, yeah. well, and I, and I was very business minded because he came from a consulting background and he had sold companies before. And he was very, very high level, very strategy focused.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: before I had even gotten in the company, my best friend who worked there already who helped me get the job, he said, he reminds me of you. When when I met the guy, I understood why brash, very, like very brash, very outspoken, very energetic, but really, really, really smart. And I like to think I'm a pretty intelligent guy. And so I would get to talking to him and I would, and I was, you know, I was like, Hey, like, well, what are you working on right now? And he said, what my entire job is, is this mental game of figuring out how I can create, how I can bring this side of the company into the main side of the company's ecosystem and how I can get them to work synergistically together. Right. Which means more opportunities at every level in the company, as this Mm -hmm. gets bigger and bigger, as it gets more intertwined, as it gets more tied together, Mm. more opportunities. Right. And he said the entire thing is creating systems to create an ecosystem within both sides. And I mm. thought about that. And it's like this very simple concept, right? But I had thought about it. And not only was I able to, did I reverse engineer the entire sales team that he built out for my own company that I do now for my own thing. It's like completely different industries, same model. Yeah. But I thought about it. I was like, well, if I'm able to create an ecosystem for myself and I like to think about, I don't know if you've, re- you've read philosophy like Nietzsche mm. or, or Gota, but this idea of positive feedback loops. And I talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. So when we have these ideas, so, okay, I have my main business, right? Mm-hmm. And this is for all the Twitter guys. This is free game. I have my main marketing company, right? Then if, I, if I'm successful in my main marketing company, then I can talk about it on Twitter. My Twitter grows because now I'm doing better in my main company. Now I have more experience and I become more credible in the space. Twitter grows. That means more people want to learn inside Cashflow Syndicate. And then the more Cashflow Syndicate grows, the more other people get success and the more that they can replicate themselves. Now with the podcast, we have an added thing to this loop, right? Mm. Podcast, not only I get to interview awesome people like yourself and learn from you guys and, and shut up and listen, but also I get to hear hear the stories and I get to educate myself. So what does that do? It makes my other stuff better because now I have new ideas and I remember mm. I heard I remember I heard Todd say it a while ago all information is good information and yeah. it, allows, it allows you to make and, and it allows you to make as the best informed decisions as possible
1: yes yeah, that's true that's true Fuck
0: and yeah so really my entire job people are like oh mm. what do you do is like my entire job is like yeah like I have all these things that I'm doing but they all are one
2: you're oh, I started
0: out And this was something that has been very deliberate for me. A lot of people are not going to realize this, but it has been very deliberate for me, especially when I started out on Twitter to create everything, to create an ecosystem around every single thing that I did. One Mm -hmm. helps the other, helps the other, helps the other, helps the other. And it goes in this giant circle and it just gets bigger and bigger. It's like a snowball, bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So the more content I create, the more I put stuff out on Twitter, the more something grows, the more I do with with the other thing with my other company, the more it grows, the more it grows, the more it grows. So all I need to do is just focus on each point in this thing. And as long as I'm focusing on something in this, in this system, something's going to happen.
1: It bleeds into each other. Yeah, for sure. It's exactly, it's exactly the model that you can do with socializing Mm -hmm. social skills. It's, It's crazy.
0: Let's uh so when you say that, I mean it, elaborate on that. I like that idea.
1: <clears throat> so let's just take take the uh take the promoter analogy. Why do people become promoters or security guards in nightclubs, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um number one, a lot of these people usually get into the job that I've interviewed, my experience, obviously my personal experience, but they're usually single when they mm-hmm. get in and they find that high level girl because usually the bottle girls, the manager girls, anything like that, they're like. They get into a relationship because they're 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 um they're spending so much time with them, right? So take it take another person, right? So he becomes a promoter. He his social media um, then becomes promoting to get into the club girls are hitting him up saying, can I get in the club with my girls? Is that all good? So now he's getting, and this is what games are really games. Gaming is, is essentially like this. You're hitting every primary, primary, it's called PD primary driver emotion, right? You're having a feeling of uh, leveling up your guns. Take take college, you're leveling up your guns. So you have a sense of progression, a sense of community because you're in your tribes. And this is kind of like what people do in their life, you know? Um, So going back to the promoter, it's like okay, the girls are coming in, and this is also what drug dealers do at the same time too. The drug dealers also deal drugs because it's good for their social life and their dating life. It's know. they would that that that's like fucking you know fundamental business, social life, dating life. It's, it's fundamental because now they have an inflow of people, and and this is really it is. You just have to create a funnel usually in terms of your social life if you really want to get these high level success you know successful people all these girls that are at their top of the echelon in the dating market. You know, and that's the thing. So the promoter then has all the girls hitting in mind he then also promotes the club so it looks like he's partying he has the lifestyle so now his social media and him promoting the club are intertwined from there he's able to sell booths right so he's now making money from that which is awesome which then comes back into okay i can party more and one of the things that you find with promoters and managers they spend a lot of their money in the club that they work for Mm -hmm. which is something the nightclub does so there's like levels to like the nightclub scamming people out of money yeah. and it, they even scam their own people that they're paying on the, on the payroll to get more money out of them. It's fucking crazy when you really understand the nightclubs, like how many levels they do if, so interesting so from there now he's got the girls and things he starts selling now he becomes the like he's got so much uh influx of people he becomes a manager which is a sense of progression right so now he's intertwining everything he promotes it, he gets more bottles now he's connecting with high status individuals real high status he's selling the booths and then you just level up from that and usually i see a lot of those people go into um into you know which is the Vegas funk it's the meme of Vegas where every every uh bottle girl usually becomes like a, a stripper or a real estate agent <laughs> <laughs> because they're good at selling like come on man they're fucking amazing at selling
0: I used to I, I hope she doesn't listen to this but I used to talk to a girl very briefly who was um she was a bottle girl at the Win, mm. and um yep. I, heard all about it. I heard all about it and it, it, it's very <laughs> interesting because you know so I like to think about that, that progression system.
2: Mm.
0: And when you think about this progression system, right, it's like there's a couple different ways to get into that scene. Mm. Number one is you can go that route and be a promoter and have have that other currency that you're able to offer to others. Right. Because there's there's a value exchange or you're just the guy. Yep. I think becoming the guy is a lot more fun and cooler personally than yeah. I'm going to grind it out at the nightclub, but there's something to be said. Those guys live very fun lifestyles. I've seen it. Yeah. The couple of
1: them. Well, that, 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 my idea is like, okay, a lot of these people develop a thing called situational confidence. So yes. they're confident in the club. They're at a house party. They're at a boat party. They're at anything else. And they're a little right. bit more shy and timid. Mm-hmm. And then they get in their element. It's like, Oh, come on. So as you said, becoming the man, becoming that guy, You have that 24 hour feeling yeah. that they get in the club 24 hours and i think they would trade that in a second and that's that's one of the things too is like okay well if we take away the nightclub say if you're not a nightclub person how do you develop that system it's very very easy a lot of the time people go out you understand that you kind of have to go out a lot of the time we'll have to do fun activities if it's not a if it's not a nightclub it could be a day club it could be a boat club it could be fucking anything you want right but usually people like to go out and have fun and that's where they let their hair down and that's the best way to connect with people so you have to take the idea like okay alcohol may be part of of it because that's where you meet some of the coolest fucking people ever i don't know why people like oh i don't i just want to go but you can do this in the yoga clubs the meditation clubs don't get me wrong the reason why i do this right so you might have you you might have your personal brand which is something that i definitely recommend you're developing your personal brand i'm developing my personal brand it's such a good strategy because now you're having people you're having eyeballs on you and people like i don't like social media i'm like that's cool you could have that opinion in 2014 2015 2016 it's 2020 fucking two it's
0: your business time
1: it, yeah it's your social business card yeah it's it's 100% like there's no like you can't like oh I don't want to like-. no no you just have to you know at this point so the promotion of the social media is really good you couple that in with your business maybe you tie your business to your your thing you couple that in with learning how to you know talk to a pretty girl on the street doing a bit of cold approach you couple that in with social circle having an event you run every week like a sushi thursday margarita monday taco tuesday some sort of event that you can invite people to you are now posting that you're with a bunch of fucking cool people, which also ties into your personal brand. That might be your business might be tied to your personal brand. Then it comes back to that. You have more eyeballs on you because now you're with this, you're living the lifestyle. And really all you've done is pretty much do some cold approach, maybe go to the club a few times and then uh, organize an event once a week. That's really it.
0: And a giant key part of that is also like being fucking cool. Like you have Mm. to, like you have to (laughs) be guy and bring that good energy and, and, I think what's very, like, what's very interesting about that is, like, it's not hard. No. It's not hard. But going from zero, Peter Thiel has his book, Zero to One. But when you have yep. to, going from zero to one in something, it's very difficult, especially for somebody who's, like, at rock mm. bottom where, you know, you, you were six, yeah. years, six years ago, but fucking 10, almost 10 years ago now.
1: Yeah, 10 years, so, yeah.
0: You know, when when you think about that, it's like, in order to live that lifestyle and we talked about this literally talked about this last night in order mm. to live that lifestyle and even like keep up with that lifestyle because those dinners can be expensive like
1: yeah they can I, be especially I, in miami and shit, shit la where you guys are
0: every dinner we go to in miami is 500 to a thousand or more mm. there's five people at the table it's a grand right yeah so you know or you go to the club like i spent three grand in the club and two hours literally just mm-hmm. walking in and getting a couple of bottles like and i had a couple of people with me like yeah, you know, I took care of the bill, but at the end of the day like living that lifestyle requires you to like either be in the nightclub scene be very well connected mm-hmm. or you have to be really doing something yeah I you gotta be doing something when you're really doing something not only does it help you level up your social circle because guys who are really doing stuff Want to be with other guys who are on the same page as them?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: They don't want to, you know. And and as a guy that's that's doing something, and I'll say this: when you network with people, Mm. I heard Andrew Tate say this. When you network with people, you want to network at the top, and you also want to network at the bottom, Mm. because when you network with people, right, you can network with guys who are up here, multi-millionaires, billionaires, very high-level guys, right, or, or guys who like guys like Mike Sartain who have access to to, are rolling in the club 30 40 girls deep but also you want to be friends with the guys who are like the waiters at the places that you like to go to or the Mm. guy who's making your coffee your coffee at the coffee shop like i have a story in college so i was in college when i was in university Mm. or so what i did was i developed relationships with all of the people that worked in all of the places that offered food oh nice and i was there for four years and so what I did was at, towards the back end of the time so by sophomore year mm. by the, the end of spring of my freshman year by my second year of college I never had to pay for a single fucking thing. I didn't <laughs> listen dude. Some people know where I went to school I'm not going to reveal it. Yeah. Probably 10,000 20,000 dollars worth of food over the over the course of those years. I would go walk up, skip the line of 50 people, nod my head, I'd have a bacon, egg and egg and cheese, avocado sandwich with a, with, a, with a cappuccino like that, like it was magic. I would just nod my head, be like this, wave my hand, good to go, right? Skip the line everywhere I went, I would never have to, and I, I would start to tone down the, the whatever it was, the meal plan or whatever it was. Mm. The whole story is networking with people at the bottom, right, mm. also allows you to network with people at the top. Mm. And here's why. So if you're at the restaurant and you walk in, like there's there's places in LA that I go and, and I speak a little bit of Italian because I'm half Italian, but there's a place oh, yeah. there's a place on Sunset Boulevard where they're all from all from Sicily and I go in and I speak Italian. Which
1: which, which one? Which one?
0: It's called uh, Fabiolas. If you know, okay. it. right now It's right next to Sunset and Vine. It's on Sunset and Vine. Okay, yeah. So I go in and they're all Sicilian and they speak Italian. So when I walk in and I speak Italian and I say, "Oh, it's good to see you," and I'm also a good customer spending money, what do you yep. think happens? Here's this, here's that, here's this, here's that. You know, David, it's good to see you. So being able to do that, like that, and and I heard, you know, I heard Tate's brother, Tristan Tate, say this as well. It's like,
2: Mm.
0: one of the best investments you can make in yourself is not only spending money, but doing that type of networking, right? Like taking care of the people that are taking care of you, right? And when you start to become that, and you start to take people to these places, it's called having a place on lock. When you start mm. to go to these different places and it's a lot harder in a big city like New York, Miami or Los Angeles, but mm. you start to do this and you start to become a regular. And these types of this, this is such a very incredible dynamic to add to your lifestyle.
1: Mm. I, I I would challenge that and say, if you go, if I have a thing called the familiar face theory.
0: Okay. If you're going to
1: continuously go back to a certain place and if you, if you guys want some free game, which is really interesting, right? I always teach my guys this. Getting so first of all, you gotta like you've probably done, you gotta understand the restaurant, the club, like the nightclub, the coffee shop. You gotta understand what the fucking hierarchy is there. Who's yep. the manager, who's the dishwasher, who's the chef, and this and that. And that's very obvious. They're probably in fucking aprons or they're in a suit, you know what I mean? Or they're in janitor clothes, or they're there at the parking attendant. You know what I mean? Not to not to say that you know, the 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 chef would chef wouldn't have a suit on, you never know. I could be. You're going to understand that. So I read the room. Like, okay, I'm like, who's who? Okay. You can pretty much tell who's the manager, right? Go up and like, and I literally just go beeline for me, introduce myself. Yo, what's up? My name is Sam. I saw this on Yelp, I saw this on Google. You guys had really good SEOs, by the way. So I'm dropping lines yeah. like this, right? <clears throat> and the reason why I do this so, so if I was to go up there and I did like, oh, I saw you guys on, you yeah, had really good SEOs. You came up first under this title. Just want to say, yeah, I love the restaurant, man. I like the vibe. It's really cool. What's your name? And they're like, oh, my name's Jeff. Oh, nice to meet you, Jeff. I just brought a couple of friends. I'm new to town. I'm just checking out some restaurants, but I like this place. I'll definitely be back. Boom. And this is the first like thing. I've given him a compliment in terms of the SEO, which they love to hear, bro. They, they fucking die for that shit. They fucking die for it. Try it out. Try it out next time. They fucking go apeshit for it because they don't, they've got no idea. And usually if it's true too, like it's kind of like there, or you give them a bit of feedback and be like, and then another thing too, I might drop like, Oh, uh, like, you know, after the meal, I'll definitely drop a five star. I just love the vibe here. Mm-hmm. Boom. Now you're giving value to them. Cause like a review or an SEO thing like that, that's straight value to that restaurant. That's straight value without anything. Right. And so, you know, I drop that. You can be, fucking sure that that guy's going to remember you just like that i usually get that i usually get the waiter's name the manager's name um the bartender's name and i write them down in notes this thing i write a little characteristic um you know last night i was at the club and this guy had a had a scar and i was like yo that's a cool scar and it wasn't a scar it it was a tattoo because his brother had a a a titanium plate in there so i was like yo so i'm like um a tattoo of titanium plate brother blah 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 and so, you know, when I go back, I'm like, yo, what up, Tristan? What's going on, bro? And he, he will not remember me at all. He won't remember my name. But the fact that I do that also is like a reciprocity. So yeah. he's like, fuck, i got to know this guy. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he remembered me. He remembers something. And people hate that when you remember their name and they don't
0: remember yours. They hate that. It's a weird yeah. trigger. In, boom. I completely in- agree. What you're saying is spot on. Right? Yeah. So what I like to do is I like to do that and then couple it with yep. also being, uh, being an awesome customer.
1: Right. Yeah, with a fucking high bill.
0: <laughs> so no, not even high bill. I mean, like anywhere in LA, it's gonna be $150 for dinner usually yeah. if with if you're with another person. But at the end of the day, it's just like if you do that, and something that my very good friend Ricardo does is mm. we go to a new place, right? Okay, what he does and what I started to do after I heard him do this, he gets the mm-hmm. bouncer's name, he gets everyone, he gets the bottle girl's name, whatever. And he what he does is he writes it in the note in the contacts in his phone. Okay. And he writes the name, the position, yep. mm-hmm. and the the place that he's at. Right. So yep. if you want, if you go to, uh, you know, you go see James or Jason at yep. eighteen hundred Lucky in Miami. Well, all mm-hmm. he has to do is whatever place we're going to, and, and the more you go out, and the more you go to these different places, all you do is you put it in the contacts in your phone, and then okay, well, where are we going tonight? Okay, you want to skip the line. Okay, cool. And then pulls up five contacts of the people that work at the place. You know, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, I know X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. And then you pull up, and it's like you—you you can also write a characteristic in the notes of the contacts. And then literally, you know, hey, what's hey, Jason? What's up? Good to see you, my man. Good to see. And I heard that from from Bilzerian It's like you know ni- instead of nice to meet you, good to see you. you know, yeah. It's, it's like you've met them before. Good to see. You. And yeah, people, yeah, yeah. These people every night. Hey, good to see you. Right, like hey, bro, like. I should know this guy. Good to see me. Like, good to see you again, bro. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like a trigger, like a mental trigger.
0: Good to see you. Like, have I met this guy before? I'm dealing with all these people. Like, do I need to know this guy? Like, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> And then something on top of that is <clears throat> greasing bouncers on the way out. Mm. Not greasing them to get in, but greasing them on the way out.
1: Mm. So I, I do a little thing. It's like that $20 or whatever that you do give them. That's mm-hmm. great. But what do they really want? You know what they really want, huh? Girls. Coke yeah. girls, <laughs> Coca girls. But you, you fucking um. I do this thing where I give them Red Bull. Mm-hmm. You should see the fucking look in their faces.
0: I've heard about that
1: because they're tired, bro. They're fucking they they work to the bone, right? So any sort of stimulus you can give them, <laughs> they fucking love you for it. So now you're now you're anchoring dopamine with feeling good
0: with you mm.
1: you see you see that little trick
0: I, I read this uh this is an old christian mcqueen trick i think
1: okay okay
0: i read that i've, done, I've, time I've,
1: time I've just to- done it personally i've literally seen them i bought them and they're just like they fucking have these like bambi eyes like they're in love with you <laughs>
0: i read this somewhere i think it was christian mcqueen he's not around anymore he's doing something mm. else He's just totally off social media but i remember reading one of his things i think it was a blog post years ago and it was like buy the bouncers red bull Better, it's yeah. better to buy them Red Bull because then like they're they're gonna remember you as the guy that got them a Red Bull. It's like, hey, can I get you a Red Bull? It's like here you go.
1: Yeah, they like anchor anchors that dopamine spike, you know, the sugar insulin spike. Usually two, I'll get them. I won't get them the sugar-free one, I'll get them the real one. Yeah. So there is sugar too. Uh, it's fucking devious, bro. <laughs> it's some levels to this shit. But man, it, it fucking works like a treat they see you next time they're like oh yo that they don't remember me, you know they're like ah oh, buddy yeah i remember you and you're like yeah, yeah. what's up bro that's, you know it's it.
0: gonna try that next time that's great. yeah
1: try it. just just see how it goes like once a try so i always do field experience field experiments like that to see what it's like and
0: because it's, if it works. then you can you can literally for the price of for the price of 30 bucks you can literally like get every bouncer in the club on your side
1: on your side yeah Side. Or or yeah. another ways to get in the club you just like sometimes i rock up solo because it's really good to say oh it's just me tonight just I me tonight so yeah yeah just me tonight and i put my hand out for the stamp we have stamps here in australia and they're just like the 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 girls at the front kind of have a little bit of like a if you're confident about it mm-hmm. they're like oh, okay and they just stamp you because you, oh it's just me just me no it's all good just me <laughs> little nightclub hacks being I mean, there's so many of them that's why
0: yeah well i Let's talk about this. I think this is really interesting. Let's talk about that. Going solo to the club. Mm. I want to hear your your method, and, and I'll tell and I'll and I'll tell my method afterwards because I did. Um. So this past summer was my first time out of America. Uh, in okay. Nice. My first time yeah, traveling. Yeah. I did six countries, or no, I did five mm. countries. Um. I did. Well, I'm adding Vatican City because Vatican City is a country. Yeah. So yep. Italy. I was all over Italy. I have crazy stories from that. I was in yeah, <laughs> Prague. I love Prague. Uh, we were yeah. in Croatia. We were in, and we were in Greece. We were in Mykonos. We were in Naxos, and I was in Athens. Um, mm-hmm. I was all over. So, I so I had one of my very good friends come with me for like about a quarter to a third of the trip. Like he was there, okay. and then he went back, and then he came back, and we were we kind of were just degenerates the whole summer. But I got caught in some places where I was just alone, mm-hmm. right. And I was just completely alone. I was like, all right, well, you know, I've always said, and this was the first time that I really did it. I've always said to myself, even since like when I first started, like really getting good, like interacting with people, when I was like, yeah. 19, I was like, you I was like, I'm so overconfident. I was like, you drop me in any country in the world, 72 hours, 48 to 72 hours is all I need to be able to run this shit. And I did. And I'll tell you, and I'll tell you the story of how I did, but, all you right, know, uh, yeah what what we, we just spoke about so i want to hear your method of like you know you pull up to the club solo you know what's your move like what do you do how do you do yeah. it
1: <clears throat> i mean so i i'm i'll say i'm expe- unexperienced in the last two years so a lot of my things from last because i've been stuck on a fucking rock if you guys have heard you know rock in the middle of the fucking pacific ocean i think it is the pacific but um uh yeah so so when I, when I was traveling a lot with, uh, with RSC a lot, we would go to a lot of cities, you know, solo. So there would be solo. You'd either have solo boot camps where you have three students where you go by yourself. I remember when I went through Europe, that was kind of like it. I remember... Um, one of the things, it really depended. I, I get asked this question. If you dropped in a city, how could you build a social circle? And it's two different ways. One's with social media, which is very, which is a lot easier. One is without social media. And then the two things, because sometimes, you know, you don't feel like fucking doing this groundwork on social media. And I I will say, like, I'll go back to it and be like, I actually like going to the city. And as you said, when you're networking with the high level people and the low level people, when you go to the cities, um, you might not have access to those high 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 people i'm talking like you know the politicians this that the people that run, run the place but if you have the experience as you said of dealing with you know kind of the people that are just in your local community yeah. that's much easier when you travel because that, they're the people you're dealing with at the start and they can tell you so usually what i would do i remember you know in such places like italy or bucharest or um or or um, uh hungary and stuff like that we i would try to find locals that would be the first first like first thing so Obviously, English is, is, is important. You know, if you know Italian, even fucking better. You know what I mean? You're like a local already. But yeah, so I, I, what I would do is what I did was I went to coffee shops. I went to food places. They're the first kind of things. I went to a couple of real estate agents, actually.
0: Really?
1: Um, yeah, because they're connectors of the city. How do they get, how do they get business? They got to talk to people. So I find people that are talkers, coffee shop people, pizzerias. They're just talking, talking, talking. So from there, I then ask them a few questions. I want to know the layout of the... Environment, yo. You know, they'd be like, you know, uh, they'd be like, I was like, where, where do the people go that the the tourist? I want to go to the, I don't want to go to the tourist shit. Yeah, I just ask them, and they're like, even by asking, like, what are the things? Usually, a lot of the time, they would take you there themselves. Yo, come tonight. Be at the shop at eight o'clock. Like these are the things that happen. Be at the shop at eight. I'll come pick you up. I'll take you. Yep. Just because you ask, and they're just because they know like. Tourists are fun, tourists are fucking like, you know, real cool tourists that are asking the specific questions like that, you know, so I did those for a few times and then go to the underground nightclubs, go to the underground, you know, try to get in the, I think it's the Berk, but getting into the Berkheim in Germany, you know, the real hard club to get into and stuff like that, just going to all these fucking places, you know, just doing that, it would come from just asking that one question to, to random people. That, that that's like the the most practical thing that i can give but there's long-form answers to that but i want to hear your things because you know running the shit and fuck in fucking italy
0: oh so a- I, I i didn't speak italian until after i got back i started learning italian right. it spanish <laughs> i'm semi-fluent in spanish i'm able to get like in mexico i was able to get by pretty much speaking speaking only spanish um but I, italian's very similar my family's from over there and i actually visited my my cousins at the end of that trip. Um, no. but- So it really depends. Right. So usually if I'm solo Hmm. uh, and, but even if I have my, my friend, Ronnie, who hopefully I'll get on the podcast, he's an absolute, he's an incredible story, but my, so what we'll do is we can sit somewhere and we'll start talking. We start talking to the the staff, right? Literally. Hey, like, are you like, Hey, are you, Hey man, like, do you speak? Hey, excuse me. Do you speak English? Um, Are you from here? (laughs) Right. And so, you know, hey, like, yeah, I just I just got here, you know, like uh, Mm. this place is beautiful. Exactly. What you know, what is there? What's good to do tonight? You know, what are the rest of the restaurants? And I'll sit there and I'll get a cappuccino and I'll tip them. I'll tip them heavy. Right. Usually because most people in Europe, obviously, you know, this they either use Mm. WhatsApp or they use Instagram to communicate. Yeah. Or Facebook Messenger. So what's the best thing to do? Instagram. So usually when I drop in a new city, I'll sit there and I'll talk, I'll talk to the guy, you know, I'll tip them $20 or whatever, you know, regardless of where I'm at, $20 is a lot of money. Um, it's yep. like Prague or, or a place like, you know, Greece where everything is three euros. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and then they're like, all right, who's this guy, you know, what's good to do. So what I'll do is I'll get a list of the clubs, right. You know, what's good mm-hmm. to do on this night, this night, this night, this night, you know, what is the situation? Where do the locals go? And mm-hmm. by the, in 15 to 20 minutes of conversation with that guy, not, not not only do I have a new friend who might come out mm-hmm. with me tonight, but I also have a list of everywhere that's good in the city within a one and two mile radius. Yep. I also have his contact information. I have his Instagram. So now I have a contact on the ground, right? Who knows that you know I'm gonna take care of him because I yeah. You no, know, like we 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 took care of him at the at the place he was working at. Understand. And what I do is especially when I pull up to the club, right? Pull up to the club, and even if I'm solo you know, Red Bull or vodka Red Bull if I'm drinking that night. And um, sometimes in Europe, especially mm. in Prague, there's open tables that you can just sit at. Yeah, uh, right. And what I'll do is, you know, I'll just sit, I'll sit at the table. And, and if, the, if the people come in, and this is if I'm not with anybody, and I'm not buying a table that night. Because I do like I do like buying tables. Um, yeah, because I, I like to be away from the sweaty, the sweaty. peons. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll, I'll go in there and, I'll, and I'll, I'll chat with the bartender it depends on like the scale of the club if it's like a dance bar i'll chat with the bartender oh it's my first time here Are you from here da, 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 da. here's my name whatever if yeah. it's, oh, i'll flirt with the I'll flirt with the girl at the bar um i'll meet the i'll meet the security i'll meet the manager i'll introduce i'll, I'll crack jokes whatever and, and do all these different things so now like that familiar face theory that you were you were saying like now i'm a familiar mm-hmm. face so when i go back they know like i know x y and z now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to couple that with the contacts in my phone and, and all these things. And, mm. you know, literally just like, chill, like chilling there and like just randomly talking to people like, you know, excuse, excuse me, do you speak English? Right. To girls yeah. and, and some of the guys. And it's like, you know, as long as you come off in a non-threatening way, you start to develop contacts on the ground. Like you start to meet the people who work at the bar, you start to meet random people. And when I was in Prague, I was completely solo and I mm. ended up meeting one of the biggest DJs in Prague. And other boy now who lives out there, but he flies private jets. And so these dudes are Jeep, right? So like, and, and I was, I remember I was like sitting at this open table on my phone and I was having a drink and I'm sitting with these other two guys who I met who were from Israel because my yeah. friend is in Tel Aviv and I was talking, I was speaking like a little bit of Hebrew. I was making jokes, whatever. And I'm yeah. talking to them. And what ends up happening is, like, these guys come to the table. I was like, you know, like, yo, bro, like, I'm just here by myself. Like, do you mind if I throw in for the table, right? Like, can I give you mm. money for the table, right? And um, the one guy said no. He's like, but come – but he says, listen. He says, I like you. Come back tomorrow. And now he's my, one of my friends. And, he, and, it came, and every time we would just go to the club. And it ended <laughs> in this giant crescendo of – we were in, like, one of the biggest clubs in Prague, if you know Duplex. Um,
2: no, like, no I'm not. It's, a
0: uh, it's right in um, you... a Square. Okay. It's got the, I don't know if you were there when it was, when it was a thing, but it's a, it's a two story Mm. giant club on the top, top floor. And um, like right behind my boy is literally DJing. I'm sitting there with my other boy who flies jets and we're in the section popping bottles and it's my last night in Prague. And I was like, well, I'm I'm glad I did this.
2: Yeah. you
0: you Speak like a little bit of languages, like just a little bit, like a little bit of French. You can meet people from Paris and and they're give you free drinks and stuff. And it's like, you know you're an american so the for some reason like they do like americans over there
1: especially yeah. ones that like a, a culture that, that actually try they just like people trying really that's yeah. what i see and a few words here and there a few sentences sentence i love it
0: there you make them laugh right you make them have fun and also you you never want to linger too long if the vibe is bad um uh, yeah. especially like i made some very good friends in a place called Naxos, greece I'm, I'm going back this summer but love it what I did was I talked to everybody, like hmm. I talked I talk to everybody. And if I heard somebody speaking a little bit of English it was like, "Yo, excuse me. Like, do you speak English? Where are you from? And I would just be super open to like having a conversation and like really getting to yeah. know. Person. Um, and then obviously, you know, you get their contact information. And then also another big key is go to the gym, become hmm. friends with the guy who owns the gym, the guy who manages the gym. If there's guys on the street who are around your age t- saying, oh, come into my restaurant you know oh yeah bro maybe not tonight but like yo like where where's their good to work out like oh do you go to the gym like especially if he's like in shape you'd be like oh yeah well i'll see you there at the gym and then you become friends with them you go out with them Mm -hmm. right um because it's it's, it's, it's
1: all building that community pretty much building those reference touch points here and there the things that you do
0: exactly and so you want to touch especially first 48 hours in a new city you want to get as many touches on everybody as possible
1: as possible now that now if you want to do the social media way which is like really the method is uh The funny one is, is pretty much you're, you're, you're clicking, you're doing the research before on what the cool clubs are. Then you're going onto the Instagram tag you're seeing because promoters put on the stories or they put posts up. You can see the reference or you can basically from, from an Instagram, the way that I do it, I can basically see what the hierarchy of the club is based off Instagram. You know, you can see, you know, what girls they're promoting, what this, what that, what nights they're promoting and stuff like that. And, uh, and then, and then, like the managers or the the promoters are posting. You know, back in the day, they used to. Maybe some stories now. You can pretty much well DM them. Yeah. Yo, I'm a, I'm a Like, I'm coming in from America on this date. This date, are you able to? You know, as you said, becoming that guy. If you've got some cool shit going on, you can pay for that table. You literally straight DM them. Yo, are we able to get some girls? I'm flying in on a red eye in this fucking time. You know, like and he that, might be bro. able to. Yeah, he might be able to. Be like, yeah, for sure. I'll got you, bro. Like, I'll, I'll fucking do it. You know.
0: See, this is this is very interesting because this was so that whole strategy that I just outlined. Right, is yep. me without social media. Now I have a Twitter about to crack ten thousand followers. Right. Yeah. I have, and there's other group chats and, and other communities that I'm involved mm-hmm. in that where I have now, I have an international network in about 15 different countries. some yes. which I've never even been to. Right. I linked up with two guys inside of my own program, inside of Cashflow Syndicate in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. And I went Damn. to the club with both of them. Right. Like I linked up with a lot of guys from Twitter, from these, from some of these communities who are, are serious G's, like serious yeah. G's. And I'm linking up with guys overseas um we've got people in Portugal we've got people in Italy and in Romania all over um and it's it's very interesting because now and even in Prague and these other places that I really love I can just now I can be putting out a tweet and be like I'm gonna be here from these days who's there and then go link up with my boys that I've been fucking talking to for the past six months anyway
1: yeah exactly you are building that international fucking social circle which he
0: is incredibly key if you want to be a man of very high status and very high value because now you're solidified wherever in the world you go. Yep. Right? And I think that's what is very cool is like that's something I think you're you're teaching right to to your guys is like how do you go in and ha- replicate the same type of environment that you have at home but yep. internationally, right? And yeah. when when you're able to do that internationally, it feels <laughs> like anywhere in the world you go, you're always going to have a tribe and always going to be at home
1: other people we call it there's a there's a there's a tv series i recommend which is called altered carbon i definitely recommend it oh yeah yeah. have you seen it i have yeah fucking where they talk about the envoy they talk about which is you go watch the series but they talk about this guy who's an envoy he goes from planet to planet creating a tribe of people that are devoted to their cause Mm -hmm. that's what i love i love that like saying and they say it really really well um in the show but the season one yeah it really just replicates how he builds people that are for you know you're you're you army which a lot lot of the coaches back in the day used to say you're you're army that's devoted to helping you that you're helping them it's a win-win for both of you and just helping each other up which really comes down to do you want to be the guy that has the 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 one spot they're cool or do you want to be the fucking actual cool motherfucker Yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to where you're able to go to fucking Prague. You have the internal beliefs that you are fucking a cool motherfucker, not just, oh, yeah, I'm cool because I go to fucking Sin City nightclub in Gold Coast, you know, or it's like, no, you're cool because internationally it's just who I am intrinsic value intrinsic, which means internal self-confidence. That is really, really key.
0: I, I want to hear from you. So let's say you have a guy who's pretty much at zero at starting from scratch, right? Like you're able, and you're able to mold like
1: a person. Yeah, each, they're moldable. Right?
0: You're able to mold someone. You know, what are some ways that you start to teach guys how to how to develop that internal confidence? Because external confidence and intrinsic confidence and internally, it's very, it's very, very, very different. Right. Yes. Definitely. What are some what are some not exercisable? What are some things that you would recommend someone do? in order yep. to start to develop that internal confidence?
1: Number one, that we, we, we thought, I always look at, I actually put a video out before we came on live, which was about self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Self-confidence is a lot of the time about self-trust, trust in one's skills, trust mm-hmm. that you're going to be able to handle a situation, trust in yourself, right? So one of the things that people can do is um, integrity. So when they say they do something, they prove to themselves that they're going to go through it no matter what. That is one thing that builds self-confidence. Small challenges, small challenges that are actually achievable that you actually have to push yourself a little bit but go after them. Let's mm-hmm. say bench press fucking three hundred. You know, it might be like, oh, that's fucking big. All right, let me work up to it. And when you accomplish it, it gives you a sense of clarity. It gives you a sense of identity. You're now like, fuck yeah, I did it. I aim for something and I did it. So it builds that thing that you can aim for things because that's really what it is. You aim for something and you achieve it, right? Some other things that I get. If you get a moldable guy. One thing and I was like, you want to be a cool ass motherfucker, all right? I had Brandon Carter on BBC. Brandon Carter on the podcast. He was like, "Yo, man, you just got to be a cool, cool ass motherfucker." That's I it. Agree. I'm like, that's it. So number one, and we've talked about it, which is you've got to become culturally aware. You've got to actually learn culture, yeah. Whether that's you, which with with, with your fit, uh, with your with your fashion stuff, yeah. Learning how to fucking dress, mm-hmm. learning what. Uh, which is which is a paradox, which is really interesting. I love this because I say before, you know, what are you doing that society is not telling you to like? Yeah. But I say that within, with the paradox of going, you actually know, you actually have to know what society fucking likes to, you yeah. know, what the yeah. fucking culture is. There. Because if you don't and you're just doing your own thing, you can be out of fucking your depth. You can be out of like, you know, doing things that are making you look bad. So I say that with the idea that you've got to know what the culture is doing so that you can do things that may not, always fit into the culture or fit yeah. into what society's like but you've got to understand what that is so that you know i i say hip-hop fashion and i and art run the world those are the three things that really really run the world in terms of um in terms of where the culture of things go where the societal kind of eyeballs are so like you say like uh we've had kanye right now he's eyeballs and he's really really something that's really funny i'll give you some ideas so kanye works a little bit like this I, i've always loved kanye i've always loved his music i like the way yeah. he thinks um okay so he beats the drum so he's like he he's dating a few girls and then he sees this julia fox right this girl then people are like going apeshit about fucking Julia Fox and Kanye. And Kanye is like, Oh, okay. Interesting. Let's beat this drum for a little bit to see yep. if we can get some more eyeballs. He's got a fucking, obviously if people don't understand that whenever he's like this, he's the center of attention around the world, there's yep. a fucking album coming out. It's very fucking obvious. It's happened. Of
0: course. There's a, there's happened
1: a nine times a in a row.
0: Line <laughs> coming out. Kanye West. And, and this is something very interesting is he is mm. a master of creating attention, mm. right? Like now, Let's, let's talk about this, right? The ability to create and captivate and, and capture attention, not only to be able to, to be captivating with your speech, because you need to be mm-hmm. a confident individual to be able to have the ability to speak and to be a good orator, right? Over mm-hmm. the course of this conversation, we barely said, um, oh, right? We exactly. barely stuttered over our words. It's just like two friends, talk, two best friends talking. Now, in the way that you create attention, so there's a couple of ways you can do it. And and capture attention. Now, I want to talk about this, this tweet that went viral the other day.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: This tweet that went viral, it was like literally me sitting there waiting for the steam room to get clean. I was like, oh, let's see if we, let's see, you know, let's just put an advert out. Let's see what happens, right? Mm. And it got so much hate. It got <laughs> so much hate. But I know that all publicity, never let a good crisis go to waste. Winston Churchill mm. said that oh, years ago during World yep. War II. Yeah, <laughs> Like, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense, right? Mm. When something doesn't make sense, right? Like, this was just something, like, a quick little advert. I didn't expect it. I, I expected it to maybe get a sale or two. But yep. it went absolutely fucking viral. We did close to 20 million impressions across the entire mm. thread. So I was talking about this idea earlier about when you go to war, going go to battle with a plan, right? Mm. So okay, I'm already being hated on the internet, right? I'm already being hated. I'm al- There's already people giving me shit, right? Nothing I say, when the mob comes after you with fire and pitchforks, mm. nothing you say or do is gonna make them leave. It's yes. only gonna give them more ammo. Yep. So what you do is you bait them, right? You obfuscate <laughs> them, right? You redirect. And on, on the camera right now, I'm moving my hands. Mm. I'm moving my head. Smoke,
1: you put a fucking smoke screen for him.
0: Put a smoke mm-hmm. screen up, right? So, okay. So already people think that I'm, whatever they were saying. They were saying gay, homosexual, faggot. They were saying all these, all these things. But in reality, I listen. It's Twitter hate. No one would say this to my. If you saw me in real life, no one would say this to my face. Not a single person. I've never mm-hmm. been hated like this on the internet, which is is fucking hilarious, because I do say some outlandish shit sometimes, but. I'm looking at this and I'm like, wow, like this is really getting people angry. I'm like, why is this getting people angry? Like this is a normal, like it's a normal ass outfit. Right. Mm. And it's it's just a quick advert. So what we have to do is when the mob comes for you, you redirect them and you take them a different direction, you bait and switch, and then you slap them in the face. So what I did was I, I literally, what would be another easy bait for people to get angry at? Right. Okay, let's throw let's throw some other shit into the mix. How how yeah. angry can I make these people? And I thought about the Star Wars tweet, and I was telling you off camera, thought about the Star Wars Tate that Andrew Tate had with literally all he did was relentlessly sell his course. And he what he did was he doubled down, created more attention, more eyeballs, <laughs> made people even angrier. Angrier, angrier, oh. and angry and deliberately, like everything that I did afterwards when I saw it was going viral, I it was absolutely deliberate, right? And it was, and a, lot, a couple of people have told me, you know, it was, I, I looked at it and I was either completely unaware or incredibly mm. self-aware of what was going on. Yeah. yeah, yep. Studied human psychology so much that I knew all you need is another thing. So you just pour gasoline on the fire and let the fire burn. And guess what? The bigger that fire gets, the more people are going to see it. So I deliberately <laughs> used pictures. From like yep. my role that were like lower quality pictures, right? That people were gonna get even angrier at. Oh, <laughs> that people are gonna have something to say. And the mm. thing about Twitter and the thing about the internet is, everyone thinks that their opinion matters. Yeah. This fucking thread shows that their opinion doesn't matter. Because all I had to do, put it out, mute the thread, watch the money roll in, which is exactly yep. what I did. Because guess what? I don't give a fuck about their opinion. <laughs>
2: It's fucking crazy. It's a certain
0: type of person to be able to say, "I don't give a fuck about their opinion," but I knew that as I was writing it, I was like, "This could Mm. be a copy pasta. This could live. This could go super viral. This could go even more viral. This could be a copy pasta. Everyone's going to get angry at this, right?" And what you did, what I did, was I just put the ego into overdrive for a second. Wrote it from a very narcissistic fuck boy perspective, right? A very satire. Like I knew it was going to become satire as I wrote it. But it, and it was very easy to think about that. And I was like, OK, if I make this a satire, there's going to be mm. a certain subsection of people that resonate with this message, right? That mm. actually want to live better lives that actually re- like actually like this, like actually know that these people are idiots and yeah. those are the people who I want to follow me because I know yes. those people are going to resonate with that. And that means I'm going to grow my following. There's going to be more mm. potential customers of mine, more potential followers, more potential people that fuck with me and rock, rock out with me and are going to mm. learn from me. And also learn from the stuff that my friends have to say, too. Yeah, exactly. So what happened was um, we made good money. Yeah, my entire following on Twitter that I've been building for the past seven months. And I've been growing like kind of crazy, but I grew my yeah. following by 10 percent. And I reached about 20 million different people.
1: Yeah. In, in the world, crowd. that's fucking crazy.
0: Two hours we were on Reddit. People were making fun of it on Instagram. And it's the most normal thing. And it's not even that bad. Like the, the roasts, I really don't like. People saying, "Oh, you got ratioed." This, stuff. do you not understand? I got Yo. my bank account got ratioed. You.
1: Yeah, exactly. You want to see the fucking proof? See the like, statistics.
0: You know, and, and so I and I think if I if I posted like what the sales numbers did, people would get yeah. very angry. But it, it yeah, would just yeah, add more fuel to the fire. So
1: you start with that. <laughs> so
0: yeah, but the thing is, is when I'm looking at it, it's like, okay, if so, if if something like whenever there's a fire Mm. pour gasoline on it
1: yeah
2: exactly
0: truth be told like it's not probably not going to be that bad like i'm sitting sitting there with my best friend laughing at the responses watching like watching people buy the shit watching people get real riled up and and really angry i think it's just it's a lesson it's like you know when you create when you're able to when you start to get some attention Mm -hmm. double down and promote your shit Right, like let's yes. say you know have a TikTok go super viral. Like, if you have a TikTok go super viral, like you teach what you teach is like a lot of people will get like like a lot of the the people on the internet would get mad, right? Mm. Especially how they yeah. got RSD back in the day and all the PUA yeah. right stuff. They would get. I've, rid- I've
1: already I've already had one, bro. When that Julian, we went fucking.
0: When, when Julian had his scandal, I don't know about your yeah, scandal. But, you
1: my know, my scandal. Well, it wasn't really a scandal. It was just I had a I had a satire again about. Uh, because, like yeah again it's real funny the satire ones that are taken out of context that they think you're real is like the ultimate self-awareness because you know what you're doing and they don't <laughs> so I, I made this thing about like um, if you go into a club right how to become uh, high status in, in 40 seconds I said uh-huh. you go and you talk to the high status guy in the room Yeah. Right. And you do a thing called you assumed status. So just hanging around the highest status guy in the room, you become status as well. This guy did a parody of it. And that's what went viral. It was around Christmas. It was around Christmas 2020. Right. So I couldn't see my family because they locked the borders down here and shit. So I had no one. My roommates were gone and shit. at, uh, At the time, I had one roommate. I was like gone. And, um, and I was like, man, I'm fucking like crazy. And then this thing went fucking, I get to get tagged. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Right. And then I'm having a look. And then I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Dr. Phil reached out to me. Really? Dr. Phil commented on it being like, I'd love to work with you. Then he DM'd me. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking. Then fucking all these celebrities came on. And then I'm like, okay, it's dying down again. Nah. Logan Paul fucking got it showed it to Lana Rhodes, Mike Malak, like the biggest fucking celebrities in the world. They're all commenting on it and I'm just like well, what the fuck but, but I was like, "Oh, this is funny." And then I checked my fucking DMs. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. There was there was probably a good 3 to 400 of them from there. And it was it was before like TikTok was like, you know, 50 million views was viral. This is when it was like condensed. Like, you knew that, like, 1.9 million were 1.9 million people watching, like, engaged in it.
2: Yeah.
1: It was fucking crazy. And so, like, yeah, we had heaps of celebrities in there. But that was that was nothing compared to, like, some of the shit that you've had, right? It's, like, crazy. Twitter, Twitter is interesting. Twitter is, like, the most engaged man I've ever seen into. Like, they read the shit. I they don't get, just skim through it. They get yeah. real
0: angry, man. So, <laughs> let me ask you this. So, did you end up working with Dr. Phil? Or did you end up doing any of that?
1: No, no, no. I got nothing back. I think it was one of his PR team and stuff like that. Okay. A lot of a lot of it. Yeah. So, some celebrities now. I, I just know that you have to meet them in person because they're everyone's running their their PR yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Did yeah. you uh,
0: did you make any money from that?
1: At that one? Yeah, yeah. A little bit. I got I got a few calls booked, which was I probably got, I don't know, like 20, 25 calls booked from that. And that that one. So yeah, you know, closed a couple on that, which was good. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, that's really like the key. That's what I'm finding now, even after your post. It's just like, huh. Virality is the way that like su- supreme satire mixed with self-awareness is like content gold
0: like i it, but it's funny because it's like i get to live rent free in these people's heads for
2: yeah forever,
0: forever like so it's it's literally hilarious like it's like okay like that's my like that's something that's like i pinned the tweet bro like it's it's fucking yeah. hilarious like you read the replies and it's fucking hilarious so yeah. you know but it's you get to live rent free in the people that really got angry right and the people yep. who really did not resonate with that right mm. you get to live rent free which is yep. hilarious. and eventually is something i've seen eventually 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 you provide so much social proof and so much receipts so many receipts and so much of this stuff that no. the hate starts to turn into love yes the hate starts to turn it up because and this is something I learned over and over and over again, and you see in the world that over and over and over again, even with like Pete Davidson, you know, with Kim Kardashian, yeah. things, it's like he's just getting massive amounts of attention. Like yeah. Jake Paul and, and like the, the Paul brothers, yeah. like Paul, massive amounts of attention. Most hated. Yeah. He's he's getting six, hated like, like these guys hated
1: six nine, you know, hours,
0: and they're monetizing yeah. it. And in business, when you can create attention and you're master of capturing that attention and doubling down Mm. on that attention and you understand the psychology behind it, what you're able to do is put it on the back is monetize it on the back end. And there's no way if you start to master this process that Mm. you're not going to be successful. Attention is attention is especially in the ephemeral world that we live in now.
1: The biggest like social status increaser is attention. Yeah. In terms of money, resources, women, your uh, your 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 location that you live in, your finances, this that fucking so many levels of that increased by attention. Yeah. Just people knowing who the fuck you are. Yeah. That's it.
0: Like That's literally. Like, you know, when I think about that, I think about uh, too hot to handle. I think about Harry Jowsey.
2: Right. Mm, yeah, the boy. And his,
0: and his entire I don't know if you if you're friends with him, but um. I know from for a fact like if I was to go on one of these shows I would play it exactly the way that he did create as much attention for himself as possible and I heard him on Jordan Belfort's podcast is like I knew the amount of attention that I would get from this show I needed a business on the back end to start being able to monetize this stuff and now yeah. he is the biggest guy because he operated with a brain like yes. he's a very smart guy well, I actually love listening to his podcast he's he's a very good host um, and, and the
1: and the and the funny thing is that was his second reality TV show. So the first one, yeah, didn't he didn't have anything in place. Mm-hmm. Second so- one, oh fuck yeah, I'm gonna have something in place. I'm
0: gonna have something in place. I'm gonna have something set up. I don't care if it's t-shirts. I don't care if it's this. It's that. He cr- he's crushing it now. He's fucking cr- mm. crushing it now. And it's like that is the epitome. It's a, an incredible example. It's an incredible mm. study. It's like, okay, he might be getting, oh, I'm hated by these people on this show, but it's like, dude, like 100 grand. Like, bro, I can make that tomorrow when this, this yeah. shit goes viral. Like, and, and so when you look at the game as an attention game, I, I, I mm. remember Mary talking about this, but it's like, when you look at the game, is it like, how much can I capitalize off? How much attention can I create? Yeah. I'm not doing things deliberately to devalue your brand, like streaking at the Super Bowl or something like this, like not yeah. something to devalue your brand. But if it's on brand and you can start to create so much attention around the things, like being yeah. all the platforms, being on, on, you know, doing as much as possible, having different resources, the attention mm. creates credibility and the creati- credibility creates social proof. The social proof creates cash.
1: Mm. It, it's, it's influenced Robert Cialdini, eh? 101. Mm-hmm. That's really, it is. You get the, you heard the, heard the, the people to a specific area. 50% of them, 10% of them, boom, boom, boom. You just fun, you just funnel them in basically. And that's where you, the, you, I'm seeing now more and more. Everything is a funnel. Everything. Everything.
0: Like, everything.
1: like everything. the way that you buy milk is a funnel. Mm-hmm. And like, if you actually understand you just start watching and you're just like funnels, funnels, funnels. What the fuck? Everything is. People yep. come at like yep. things coming in and inevitably it goes down the, the, the chain of like consequences or the sequence and, and it goes out a different direction. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. It, it's, it's, it's it's literally crazy. At that point,
0: you know, and the way that I think about it is like you know, especially with what you're doing, you're on on all the platforms now. You just got on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it just came on. I, I was listening to I was listening to Arlen Moore and, and Mike Sartain's podcast the other day because yep. I'm interviewing Arlen in tomorrow, and he was like, you know, if you want to make friends, just go on Twitter. And yeah. I, I paused. I paused it, and I started absolutely just like hysterically laughing. <laughs> because <laughs> like like, I, I was I was lurking on Twitter my story is like I was lurking on Twitter I was in it was before I got into sales it was before and I found all this stuff and I was in e-commerce mm-hmm. and I was almost getting sued by this company for a cop bullshit copyright claim and that you know I had and so I would learn I was learning like e-commerce and I had, had started yeah. products and, and different types of companies that mm-hmm. you know were relatively successful but not as successful as the things that I'm doing now yep and I ended up getting into sales And, um, I lurked on Twitter and I learned, say like, and I I was learning, 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 just consuming for like two years. And I seen people that were literally idiots. Yeah. Literally idiots growing these crazy platforms, making money, starting these businesses. And I'm like, dude, I got to jump on. I have to, these guys are stupid. I can do this. Mm. And so I just started talking shit on Twitter. I had quit my sales job and I I started started talking shit on Twitter. And now we're here, 10,000 followers. Uh, We're we're interviewing Sam Madison on on my own podcast, which is fucking crazy. And and like, and now the people that I've made friends with, like Mm. I have a seat at this table, right? And the conversations that a lot of people don't understand and I'm not gonna say what we talk about at these tables, but the conversations and the level of depth that we get into in some of, the, at, in, in some of these rooms when we all get together or on the phone and, and some of these conversations that we have, the depth that we go into, a lot yep. of people would never be able to understand.
1: Yeah. Every action is specifically calculated with an end result in mind.
0: We yeah. had a conversation. A couple of us had a conversation in one room in Miami at five in the yep. morning, And we had made literally... I think collectively with, and this was like in December, I think collectively mm-hmm. among, among us, we've made like close to 250, 300 grand combined <sighs> from the principles we applied in this one, from this one converse, this one three to four hour conversation in a condo mm-hmm. in Miami. Damn. There's, a, but, and then when we talk about these things, they're like sitting at the dinner table at some of these, some of these dinners, the level of depth that we get into,
2: but also yeah. on
0: the flip side, like, all the friends I've made from Twitter are guys I would happily be friends with if they weren't doing shit in business. They're cool as fuck. Yeah. My boys. Yeah, Like, and, and so, and I like hanging out with them and they bring good energy and good vibes. And like, so sometimes you'll have conversations like that. And sometimes we'll just be talking shit.
1: Just the yeah, absolute degeneracy. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that's what, I, that's what I think. It's just like, I'm at a point now, like I'm connected with you guys and, and that sort of realm. And and it's even better to know people that are still playing at a high fucking level that may not be fucking, I'm talking global superstar level, Mm -hmm. you know, or because you're, you're, you're connecting on a, on a different level, you know, when, when you, when you're dealing with like celebrities and stuff, they have a lot of trust issues. Yeah, because they don't know if you got you want you have an intent in mind. You know this like fucking alter alternative uh alternative motive.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, when so say if someone's not a celebrity and you're meeting them in terms of their growth period, like we we all are pretty much growth period. You're building. You know that that trust is there. You know you know that you're 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 all just hustling. To try get to to the point there where, where you, you you want to, and man, those, those connections like 10, 10, 10 G ten uh, K on Twitter, no one understands how much more in more relative uh, that is in numbers than like your Instagram following or anything like that. That is so much more potent. Yeah, and that's what that's what I want to know because it's like, yeah, man, like they're they're people that fuck with your shit. You'd rather yeah. have just ten, you'd rather have ten K people fuck with you heavily than hundred K and have like a thousand people really care about you.
0: Yeah. yeah. So what's very interesting and my very good friend, Ricardo, um, hopefully you'll, you guys will get to me when... Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. A very good friend of mine. Um, and he's the person who gave me the first shout out that I ever got on Twitter, right? And I, I went from like 80 followers to, to 400 in like the span of a couple hours. Damn. And, uh, what his principle about Twitter, and it's very, very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Instagram is vanity metrics, right? Yeah. It's vanity. It's how you look. Twitter is the mind. Mm. And Twitter is like, everyone's Twitter is like their own personal journal of how they think and what their beliefs are. And what is a really good way to put it. And so it is, and what it allows you to do is really listen to people and really see what people are about before you meet Mm. them. And if you see something that you resonate with, it doesn't matter if they have 80 followers or 400 or 80,000 You understand that this person thinks and has the same modus operandi of the way that they're and logic praxis of the way that they think as you, this person could potentially be a friend of mine, right? Or this person has the same type of belief system. And something I said to you on on voice notes the other night was a group of guys who all have the same belief system and the same, and the thing that separates armies and men with guns, men with guns and armies is organization and structure organization, Mm -hmm. leadership, instruction, like, and what it allows us to do is like, okay, all these different accounts on Twitter or all these different accounts, whatever on Instagram or these, these people is just a guy with a gun. Right. But when they come together, now we're an army Mm -hmm. and something I've seen, especially with the boys that I'm friends with down in Miami. Right. And then I became friends with some are very good friends of mine now is literally like we're all in different lanes. And I said this last night, when you have a group of people that are all in different lanes, but everyone wants to see each other successful. Now we're an army. Now yeah. somebody like, if somebody comes for, even with the, the viral fucking tweet, if some, somebody, a couple of people came for me and then I had 10 people defend me, yep. right? And so mm-hmm. when you have that camaraderie and that brotherhood and everyone is on the same page, no one's trying yeah. to talk shit about each other. No one wants to do, do each other dirty. When yeah. you have that level of brotherhood together, it's a very, very beautiful and beautiful thing. And it's also very dangerous to the people who are trying to come after you.
1: Mm. Yeah. But it's like, it's like take, the, take the Joe Rogan situation where everyone was like defending him too. You know, you had every fucking star on the sun. My whole feed was people just saying stuff about how great he was, you know? Absolutely. So that's like, that's like the, it's like, we've found the weapon or we found the countermeasure to cancel culture now.
0: I, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. And also when you're necessarily, not necessarily, not everyone is uncancelable, but mm. you're running your own business and you're able to make money different ways. And when you're able to do things in different ways, like you're not reliant on a, an employer, you're not relying on a job, mm. you're not reliant on one government that is, you know, cause I'm not sure about Australia right now, but like in America, like, dude, there's like 10 different countries I can just up and go. And I got boys there. You know, I'm cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. Like I I bring a duffel bag. We'll, we'll figure it out when we land. And when you're, so, so when you're on so many different global grids, you have these connections in different places from developing something like a Twitter following, like an Instagram following, like a, like a, and and that group, that community, that, that camaraderie Mm -hmm. and that brotherhood, that tribe, as, as Arlen would say, you know, it makes you so, What's the word I'm looking for? It makes you so able to mm. continue to live this certain type of life, mm. that may, if that makes sense. And I, I think it's absolutely beautiful because now you're not relying on an employer. You're not relying on somebody else telling you what to do. Your income is diversified. What, unless you get locked in your country and you only have one passport or you can't, you don't anywhere else to go, you're pretty much good. Like all you yeah. got to do like is shut the internet off, is turn off the computer. <laughs>
1: That's like, pretty well the stop You got it.
0: muted the, th- I, the thread went viral 20 million impressions all these people were hating yeah. on you for like a good two days. I just put it on mute and we're back to business.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Like, there's that there's a book, there's a book if if anyone wants to know it, like cuz cuz when when it was happening in in 2020, right? I uh I bought this book and it's and let me get it up. It's it's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed, right? And it, <laughs> it, it, it's a great book because it teaches you how to act when you're getting hated on let me see if I can find yeah so John Ronson so you've been publicly shamed right and it talks about all these people and all the actions they did after it went viral yeah and the one person that got it right the next day went back to business as if nothing happened and the book shows you that what they're trying to do is to control your behavior they're trying to control you right to say what you're thinking is bad you should think the way we think right Yes. That's, yes. That, that's inevitably, you know, the group thing. You're away from the group, come back, right? And if you don't comply, they they do one big effort and then they're like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> that's what he pretty much said. Oh, fuck it. Ah, whatever. I go on the next thing. What, what captures their attention? It's simply because you just continue on your life. You continue on your journey as if it didn't affect you.
0: You know, Sam, let me ask you this. You know, you've been around a lot of high-level people. You've been around celebrities. You've been friend- you're friends. friends mm-hmm. with celebrities, especially in, in Australia. Um, yeah. A guy like Kanye West. Imagine how much fucking hate he gets. Yeah. He got is like minuscule like when everything is hyper-analyzed by the mob with pitchforks, and they just are hunting for you all the time. Like I can't even fucking imagine what that begins. like. And I heard Pete Davidson say, it. I "Can't even fucking imagine what that is." Literally, like what. How does that feel? Oh, that's why. Yeah. What's that, what's that like? It, because like, I, it, Keith Davidson's like, yeah, whenever, whenever something happens, I just get off the internet for two weeks. Yeah. Like, or like, but you know what I did literally the next day when I woke up and I saw all the hate coming in, I was like, oh, this is going super loud. You know what I did, bro? I got back to business. Yeah. Okay. What do we need to do for our clients? How can we best service our clients? What do we need to do? Okay. Boom, boom, boom. What's, yeah. you know, what's, what's the task at hand? I filmed an episode of the podcast. I filmed the first episode of the podcast that day. Like it yes. was. It, it was lever,
1: you, you, yeah. So that, that's the thing. It's just like between people, it really shows who is reactive and who is proactive. You're proactive. You get, you get all that stuff. All right. What, what can I do? Yeah. What am I yeah. doing? Not look at all these people doing things to me. Oh my God, I feel bad now because they're doing that. Yeah. It's like, no, what can I do? Shut it off. Mute it as you did okay. go back to whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. What, what the real interesting thing is, is that it really shows you if you have people pleasing mentalities that's what it shows you if you have anything and, and even 2020 i had a little bit so i was just like oh look what they're saying and then i caught myself you know sometimes you you do you got to be vulnerable you know i caught myself i was like fuck no shut it off bomb don't do your own thing fuck off go to the beach for some shit that's what i did you know
0: let's talk about this people pleasers yeah we're experience right? How often not only are guys, but our people, how often do you see, especially in the space that you're in, this people pleasing mentality where they're addicted to the negative emotions?
1: Yeah, this
0: is a good question. I feel like how often do you see that? And what's been your experience, you know, and not only maybe in your personal life, but in the guys that you've coached and and the people that you've trained and the people that you've talked to, I've noticed so many people and I'll preface it. I noticed so many people are so addicted to the negative emotion that they never allow themselves to feel positive.
1: Yes. Yes. I see this. And this goes back to when you were talking about, we'll refer back to that moldable character. If someone is base moldable, that is fantastic. If someone has those things, those belief systems that run them like this, well, you know, they're addicted to the negativity. It's really hard. It, It takes a lot longer, right? It takes a lot longer to, to, kind of thing. When I, say, when I said to you before, when I took extreme ownership of the behavior that caused the bullying, that allowed me to take ownership of it, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time that's good because I'm aware of it, but a lot of people aren't aware of their addiction to negativity, right? Yeah. Because back in the day, we're going back to childhood. You really dig deep and you really understand that this is, this, is, this is going to be hard to hear for a lot of people. This is the way that they got the attention that they wanted to as a child as a two, three, four-year-old, um, the way the dynamic was in the household, you know, whether they had parents, no parents, sisters, brothers, whatever, whatever the dynamic was, a lot of people reverted to this way of like, you know, I'll give an example, fall, cry, really hurt, parents rush in. Oh my God, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?
2: Mm-hmm. Ah,
1: I understand. So something bad happened. Then I got the attention I wanted. Yep. Even, just, even just kicking into that. I see a lot of like people where it was like, what was the other day that the kid fall and, uh, and I looked up at dad mum, mom and dad's like, you're right, champ. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. You're tough. You know, you're tough. Yeah, I'm tough. He's like, all right, let's go, you know, and he puts him up on his shoulders and continues. And I was like, that's a great example. That's not going to traumatize that kid being like, and then, but what's happened is like people have got addicted to. Okay, if I create negativity, if I create all these things, I get attention from it, yep. which fulfills that. Now it's a loop because you're like, you can't get out of it because you're actually getting the thing you want. Why would, why would the brain stop doing the thing that's getting the result it wants?
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Yep. It, w- it just wouldn't. And, and this is the thing. It was just like a lot of the time w- what really happens is this is where neediness, one and all those uh, ideas of you're addicted to one girl. She makes you so happy. Right, she is now in control of your emotional state at all fucking times, right? Because you're getting the fulfillment of dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin from this girl. Why would the brain go? You know what? We're gonna fucking step away from this because it's not good for us. Yep. You know, and it's even and that's what
0: with on the other on the other way, right? Girls, yes, girls with 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 guys, and hundred percent very interesting because it's something that, and I think. Especially because a lot of go- a lot of men are growing up in fatherless homes. Yes. yes. My father raised me the way that... Or you are you all right? And my mother was very opposite. So I think... Good balance. Good balance, I guess. It's a good, you know? good balance.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? It's a good balance. But I notice, especially now, a lot of people are so addicted to the negative emotion that it, they're literally not even able to fucking function. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Right? Like... And and they'll sit there because now like we're we're very much so more of an isolated group of people, right? Where you know you and I like you're in Australia and we're talking on Zoom, but like yeah. a lot of people, you know, they don't have groups of friends, and this goes back into you know why you should have groups of friends. You should you should have your tribe of people that you really fuck with and you really love, yeah. Because uh, so many people are isolated now. that all they have time to do is scroll on Instagram and scroll on TikTok and look at people driving Lambos and look at people that are prettier than them, guys in better shape, guys with more money, better watches, better girls, all this shit. on The other other side, you know, she has this, she's here, she's here, she's here. And what it does is create in this negative feedback loop, I talked about the positive ecosystem, creates a negative feedback loop. And Nietzsche says it in, in his book. Right, and uh, I think it's in the spoke Zarathustra, which in life you have either life affirming systems and life yeah. draining systems, and people are being raised unintentionally and subconsciously yeah. since childhood, literally since birth, to be yeah. addicted to the life draining systems that are created for them by other people. Yes. And the entire work that I think you and I both are doing is to show people that you can also live a certain other type of way. You can Mm -hmm. also live in a very positive, life-affirming system way, because that is so much better. And I remember being in in university and in college, and I remember seeing like dudes in fraternities, especially, I'm like, yo, these like, you know, why are some of these people, like, why are they're like on each other, like, like white on rice, like they're on each other. They're very supportive of each other. And yep. the thing is, is like, why are, why are they hyping each other up? Because yes. the more that they hype each other up, the more successful that group is. Yes. Yeah. And so, well, a,
1: yeah, go on. It's a funny thing because in Australia we have a very interesting concept that you may not know of, which is called tall poppy syndrome. You ever heard of that? Oh. So tall poppy is the idea about poppy seeds and and, and poppy flowers, that the, the tallest flower gets cut. The tallest poppy oh, gets yeah, cut absolutely. by by the thing. So in Australia, when when I when okay, I'll give you I'll give you an example. So I get a text message from one of my girls in Sydney. She's like, I didn't go to my high school 10-year reunion. I didn't go to it, right? And she texted me and she was like, the the guy she was seeing was there. And she was, he was saying that like, oh he, his brother or whatever it was was saying that they were all waiting for me because I've changed so much, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because they were the same guys, right? Now that's 10 years past. They were the same people that had brought me down that when I started doing all the the dating stuff that continuously, continuously said, why are you doing that? You're fucking stupid. Oh my God, you can't get Because, you know, what are the two things that guys always think they can do? Get girls and fight. You so, know, it's the biggest okay. thing and make money. And that's probably the three things, you know, they all think they can do that. So when I admitted that I couldn't do that and I'm seeking help for it, they doubled down on that. Like you're fucking stupid, you're dumb and stuff like that. And that's funny. When I went to American and saw that positive loop that you were saying, that it's all self-promotion of other people. Yo, you're trying. We love that. You're trying something different. You're good on you. You're looking after you for yourself. You're doing something. That's fucking amazing. I come back here and I'm like, that's why they can't relate with me. Yeah. Guys in Australia really like they're cool. The people that can really relate with me are people that have been overseas and traveled because they have seen that. But the people that have stayed in Australia don't relate with me at all. I don't Like if I'm talking to you and I'm like, have you been out of the country? I know that I'm not going to relate with that person because they don't understand what I've experienced and what is like out there compared to Australia, where it's all teared down. We don't like you. We don't care for you. You're trying, fuck you. You're trying. Like it was cool thing in school to not try in my, my thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's the kind of thing. But now, as you said, the fraternity is like a, a self-generating mechanism that promotes you.
0: Yeah. And, and so my group of, my group of friends from college, like we, through, we threw massive parties together. We had (laughs) fucking incredible time. We like, we threw parties together. We lifted in the gym together. We ate together. We trained together. We studied together. We worked together. Like we made some money together. Like we did all of these things in a very steel, sharpened steel environment. And even though it was like, you know, five, six, seven, eight guys, that's so, that's still so powerful. And we would hide, we'd do the same thing. We would be creating these loops and these systems in ourselves and, and we would hold each other to a very high standard, right? Yo, like, that, why, yeah. like I remember my grades, like after my freshman year, I had like a 2.2 GPA. I already knew yeah. what I was going to do. I already knew how to start. Business. <laughs> like I knew what I was going to do. And I was like, all right, like, well, I'm starting a fucking business. Like, all right, I, whatever. I'm going to sell shit. Yeah. Probably like wh- whatever. I don't care about this. Yeah. But when they were like, oh, well, we, yo, like, dude, like you're the smartest out of all of us why the fuck are you just fucking school off? I'm like, oh, well, yeah. I don't care. I'm like, why, why don't you? Like, that's the way you do every, one thing is the way you do everything. So you're so like, fuck. Shit together. Yeah. And it was like, yo, like, no, like, we're going here until two, in the, we're going to study and work till two in the morning, you're going to get everything done. I was like, and I needed that, What? and then I needed that because, like, dude, I was partying, I was, I was doing everything, yeah. I was out, I was out on the scene, I was skipping class, I was like, oh, I'll skip class, I can just pass the tests. Like, I knew I was going to get an 85 on every test, like, yeah, you know, I've been like that. I've been one of those kids that had never needed to study and those guys that have never needed to study because I just literally just raw IQ power. Like when I was five years old, they wanted to skip me from kindergarten and first grade. They wanted me to put me straight into second grade, right? Damn, that's so crazy. I, it's always, and I've always had very high, like raw IQ power. Like I was always playing chess. I was always reading, I was reading books. I was on a, on a, a 12th grade le- reading level when I was eight, seven or eight years old. So I was able, I've always had this high level of comprehension. Yeah. You know, obviously that came with, you know, getting in fights and everything. And I was, playing, I was playing rock music on my guitar, on my Les Paul. And like, you know, like I was growing up in, in you know, uh, an area where that was, you know, kind of frowned upon. But that being said, it's like the, the more stuff. And I think it takes until you get older and you start to really develop like, you know, you now. Comparing mm-hmm. yourself to those dudes, right, or those other people, the higher the higher you climb, the less you relate to the people at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Not a little not that bit. Those guys are on the bottom, but you know they're on the bottom. So I think the the better you get in certain areas, the higher level you get, the less you can relate to the average normal person. But there is a mm-hmm. balance between being and understanding and being very self aware when you're when you've reached that level, and also still being able to relate to the people at the bottom
1: yeah principle. Yeah. 100 I, you know i think i said i don't hate on any of them at all you know not a, like the reason why i'm here if you trail it back is because of them too i wasn't i wasn't the cool kid i didn't understand i didn't understand they used to pick on me i was like what the fuck are you doing like i don't understand so it's like i still went through that so i don't hate on them i think a lot of the time yeah it's just something that you you uh you got to go through those, as you said, at the start, you got to go through some a little bit of hardship. If you really want to kind of uh, experience that. And, and you know, even like, like your buddies telling you like, yo, you're the most smartest motherfucker here. What the fuck do you, why are you getting a 2.0? That like, it, it's that, it puts that hustle in, in and you're like, fuck yeah. Like, you, why am I? That. You're like, yeah. And that's where the boys, it's like, people are like, yo, how do you create banter? That's a really funny line in communication mm-hmm. skills. I want that banter. I want that back and forth that comes being around the boys and giving shit like that, just giving shit back and forth to each other. It's done in a real loving way and a, and a, a detrimental way. You're like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. All right, I will get a fucking 4.0. Watch yeah. me, you know, and it's this back and forth. And that's like one of the things that's very, very good, especially, you know, what you've seen in that fraternity. It's like that brotherhood, that that helping each other up, yeah. creating that ecosystem where everyone is actually in support of you, not against you. So yeah. drop the fucking, drop the people that are against you. That's really what I did, which happened to be my whole fucking every single person in high school that I went to. Yeah. Think about that. Like for the people I dropped everybody because I had to, in order to level up to where I wanted to be, that yeah. was not yeah. my, 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 fortune. And so as tougher as it was again, best experience you ever did.
0: You know, it's, it's very interesting. You say that because like you have to, you have to start to cut ties, right? Mm. It's not that. And I think, you know, it's not that you have to get rid of people entirely, but it's like you can't like in, in, in America, you say like I, I, I personally, it's like you just can't bang with people anymore like you used to. Like you mm-hmm. can't walk out with people like you used to, dude. Like I can't I, I can't if you're not doing Like it's like if you're not doing something or it's like, you know, if we're not having a conversation sometimes, like it's always good to kick it right and have fun yeah, and right. all shit. But it's like my time is super valuable now. Yeah. Right, it's like you know. I'm learning from this conversation, and also we're getting content where you and I are developing our relationship even over the mm-hmm. course of the conversation. But it's like, I think about it. It's like, all right, like this probably ain't the best use of my time. I only get one spin on this this earth, and I'm not sure if this is going to be like. I'm not sure if going to the local bar when I'm back home for like six hours and get absolutely wrecked is going to be the best. Is going to be the best use of my time, right? Sure, it'll yeah. be fun for like the first two hours, but like I'm going to be like, all right, I got, I got, I got shit to do.
1: And what and what they say is like, oh man, you fucking changed, like you used to kick it with us and stuff like that. And that's I've seen that bring people back down. And I'm like, nah, motherfucker, you continue because that just shows you that you're on a different path. You know what I mean? When you're diligent, like if you want people to respect your time, you have to fucking respect your time. Rule number one. If you want people to respect you, you have to respect yourself and have shit going on. If you want to level up, as you said, you know what I mean, you um you fucking have to fucking do some shit that's out of the ordinary that other people are going to think is weird yeah like your hometown buddies it's
0: it's very interesting sam is when you start to do these things of course you're going to get backlash right Mm. you're always going to get backlash you're going to be like oh why is he doing this you know what he's oh he thinks he's cool he thinks he's better he thinks he's this he's that it's like well the nature of the thing (laughs) i want my life to be a certain way and you're not helping me fucking get there yeah so I'm gonna keep doing what i'm gonna do i'm gonna keep doing my thing you know i've had i had people when i started my business people were like oh good luck with that little business bro Oof. good luck yeah. with it. oh yeah good luck bro oh yeah sounds cool sounds interesting good luck but the boys who supported me those people were like yo you're gonna fucking crush i know it's gonna be successful yeah. i knew yo I'm, I'm yeah and it's it's about that loyalty and, and what's very interesting is why i i was i was gonna ask you you know yeah i think um in in your experience, you know, you've had this insane development where you're you're at. I I think personally, I would say a level where you've been you've been to thirty four countries. You've been you've been all over the world. You've interacted with so many different people. You know, your <laughs> core group, you know, what does your core group look like? I know you said you were living with your your trainer, and, and he's
1: yeah like- yeah. So so I I um I took the philosophy of the Tates where Andrew and Tristan live with each other still to this okay. day. I've seen them fucking start boxing each other in the living room for fucking shits and gigs. You know what I mean? That's still versus still. So I've got, I've got my trainer who's living with me and fitness has always been something, but uh, really sticking to a fitness kind of regime is, is something that I've really struggled with. Not to mention that. I've just been like half assed at it and not like taking it as like full responsibility, but I've been training since I was like 18. So 10 years. Um, and that came from fucking training for golf for so long. I was sick of training, you know what I mean, for everything. I was sick of it. So, I, so my core group is, is, is really broken down on this. There's uh, the girls that I allow into my core. Like, again, I, I'm mixing some things because I have a buddy. Like, like I, I'm, I'm interacting with people that are on a high status. My buddy was like, yo, if you want girls to be in your group, you have to have a dynamic that you've at least had sex with them. Because the dynamics different. That was he came to me last week like with that. I'm like okay, I'm gonna sit with that, and he breaks it down for me. So I've got people that are pushing me. You know, I've got uh, you know my my best friends who who are better with uh, girls than me, much mm-hmm. better. Much better. I'm around that. So the only thing that really takes a hit is sometimes your ego gets a little bit deflated, which is good. Sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need a rocket and kind of you're in competition. But I like to compete with everything I do. So whether it's with my trainer, my best friend, we live in a five bedroom house here in the Gold Coast. So it's pretty pretty fucking big. Um, So we all each got our, our kind of wing. The girls that I have, the the buddy that I said last time was like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta at least have the dynamic because he was like, once you have lots of girls in your group, if you've had sex with all of them, they're all promoting you, they're all self promoting because they can't they can't bash you because all of them have had sex with you.
2: Interesting. You know, so they've
1: all they've all shared that vulnerable, they've all shared their real self to you, so they're not going to bash you down. And it was such an interesting thing because I have a few girls that you know I haven't I haven't slept with or anything like that. You know, we've fooled around and stuff, but. And I was like, okay, that's a really unique concept. Let me explore this. And this is what what I always do. One of the biggest things was I was always inquisitive by something that really challenged my belief system. Mm-hmm. As you've seen in science, you can say like, you know, like, like you know, uh, cigarettes were good for you. <laughs> well, they're fucking not. You know, they said that cholesterol was bad for you. Well, it's the building block of fucking testosterone. You know, all of these things, you know, we've, we're looking at, it. it's like, okay, well, even the science says this is right. In the 50s, it's, it's, it's proven wrong. You know, my idea that cold approach was the only way to it. Well, I disproved that with the idea of social circle, building socials, you know, building communities. And so I always like to challenge my beliefs and it's kept me in really good order. So I get people that challenge my beliefs, you know, by being in the Twitter space, by, you know, shout out to Ben. Uh, Ben Ben was able to, to, he was my first shout out. He got me into the space, got me connected with you guys. And so- he was able to like kind of break it down and be like, yo, get on Twitter. And Twitter was like popping. So I'm like, okay, well, challenge my belief. of." I always thought Twitter was like cancel culture. That's where cancel, like don't go on because you're going to get canceled. And then I was like, yo, challenge that belief. And Gary Vee has a thing. Just say maybe. Don't say yes or no. Just say maybe. Just like in where he's like TikTok's the thing. This is back in 2018 when it just turned into from Musical.ly to TikTok. He was yep. preaching. And I'm like, I always do. Just say Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe it could be a thing. This coin, you know, is the best thing. Maybe. Just have a look at it, you know? Don't fucking write everything off like, no, no, no. And that's come back from when I first started, I did the Yes Man Challenge. You ever seen the, the movie yeah, with uh, Jim Carrey? Absolutely. Yeah. So <clears throat> so that was uh, formidable in my transformation. <clears throat> Saying yes to as many things as possible, as long as they didn't overlap and as long as they were in my ethical boundaries. That's yeah. where I did I said yes to everything. So it would be like, um, you know, I still do this to the to this day. It's like on this podcast right now, one of the girls, can I come over? And I'm like, Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like I got shit to do. I got so much fucking shit to do. But I'm I do periods of immersion of saying yes to as many things as possible mm-hmm. because it's counteracting my beliefs. It's it might not be good for me, but all these opportunities arise from that. They counteract my beliefs. They help me align different sort of beliefs that I might have. They help me experience new things. And that's really what I've all done. Uh, and, and that's why I have some people around me that push me, including yourself. You know, you 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 push me to think more, like even just watching the way that you're breaking down things. I'm like, yo, fuck, man. Like, I'm not even doing this shit. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Challenging belief that like, oh, I should, if you're doing it, I, I should be fucking doing it. Let yeah. me go fucking do this. You know Already what I mean?
0: Trying, right. Yeah. Like at, at least trying. I, I think it's it's um I, I love that principle of being able to say yes, right. And yeah, this is this is a very interesting thing because like I love going out. I yeah. love going out. I love because like you know, you work hard, you play hard, right? Like you can't have like there's so many people and a lot of friends of mine, right, who are like very about the work, like they're very about the work, they're very about the money. But literally, like as as that happens. And as there's such about the the money, it's like, dude, when are you gonna have any fun? Like, when are you gonna enjoy the money, right? Yeah. Like, when are you gonna enjoy the yacht in Miami? When are you gonna enjoy the villa in Mykonos? Like, when are you gonna enjoy the stuff if not now? And it's this principle of like, there's so much life to live in so little time that it's like, like now every day is a fucking party for me because I run my own yeah. shit. I can go out seven days a week, but also I can't go out seven days a week because I got shit to do. But yeah,
2: should, yeah, yeah,
0: if I'm like, all right, well, it's Wednesday, like I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go to the club, or it's like Thursday, I'm gonna go to the club. It's like I would rather be there and have the experience, even if I'm not feeling the best, even if I'm feeling like you know groggy or tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm still gonna go out. And I'm gonna have the experience because something yeah. might happen. Something yes. might happen, right? Like so, I, I, you know, something might happen, and I'm like, all right, well, there's so much shit to do. Like there's so much life to live. And- <laughs> You know, I want to live a life, a very beautiful life full of stories and experiences. That's what matters to me. That's seriously, that's what drives me. That's what matters to me. Money is a vehicle for freedom. And freedom Mm -hmm. is the vehicle for experience and stories. And you can't have one without the other right like Ooh, the yeah. more money you have the more unfettered freedom that you have you know the more you can do shit like living at the top level right like driving lambos like drive like right like yeah. going to these beautiful places spending two grand on dinner at the club here 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 flying around the world all of that stuff takes money yeah. that's yeah. What freedom is and the more freedom that you have the more opportunity you have to create experiences and live that beautiful life oh yeah
1: and it's, and it's the small things too too like they're all they're all fantastic as i got older it's the really like small things like you know just before this i was able to like literally just time facetime my grandfather for, for like you know 50 minutes just talking yeah. about just random things if i had a job that's not i can't do that yeah i can't do that in, in any circumstance i can't connect with my family on that deep fucking level that's like real family shit or I can't FaceTime my buddy when he's going for a breakup and really coach him through it because, yeah. uh, you know, I've got a job and, and that the, the freedom to me really came down to the small little things that you can think that really fulfill you that like, wow, you know, being able to drive your mom to fucking her cancer therapy. Yeah. That yeah. things like where, 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 where I went through that shit was like, yo, that sticks with you yeah that's things that you remember and they're only they only come from financial freedom or being right. able to do the things that you want as you get older the, the as you get old, i was always a kid that was like nah i'm not gonna have a family motherfucker as you get older holy yeah. shit it's the only thing you fucking want yeah.
0: i want 50 sons to conquer the world
1: right like that, that gang is kind shit
0: but but you know thinking about that it's like you know like being able to being able to come back home mm-hmm. randomly or like being able to go and yeah. do these things, you know, not even like when it comes to like network and business, but it's like, you know, I went home for a quick three days back to go see, to go see my mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if I had, if I was locked into one place and I was locked in for a certain amount of time and I didn't have the f- fucking full freedom that I do now to go anywhere in the world, do whatever I want. Like, yeah. And it's only going to get more ridiculous with time.
1: Yeah. yeah that's the and, thing.
0: It's crazy because it's like, it only gets more ridiculous with time, but it's like, even now I'm at 24, I'm able to sit here and be so incredibly grateful of being, of taking the giant risk on myself to go mm-hmm. and, and be like, look, like you're, you were able to do this. You, you took a giant risk, you took a bet on yourself and now you're like, I'm happier than ever, ever but I'm also pretty furious. It's like, you know, we did re- yeah. really well this month, right? Like February, yeah. fucking sick month, but now it's like, all right, how do we double it in March? Nah, i like, I'm like, that's... I want to push. Really want, like, I we did really fuck well. I'm so incredibly grateful. But it's like, all right, I have the freedom. Like Dan on the other podcast, he said, like, we're allowed to turn up the dials to 15 on a scale. yeah, And like, we are that... allowed to do these things, which is sick.
1: That's the crazy thing. That's what, that's what even that energy I need from you, which is like the fuck it. Let's get angry and double that shit. Yeah. Fuck that, and then you're getting angry that you're a pussy that you're celebrating like you know what you celebrated this month. You're like fuck that shit. That's what I need more. of
2: I'm like...
0: You know, I had uh, I ended up getting corona finally. Of course, yeah, like, nice. back when I was home visiting for for American Thanksgiving, but I got corona like right before Christmas and uh, stayed home for like a month. Right, and I was I was originally gonna stay for like two weeks. I went to Miami, I came back, and then as soon as I come back, I get fucking corona, and I'm in bed for like two weeks and like I can't really focus on anything. I'm like, yeah, I'm very lucky that, you know, Mason, my business partner for Cashless syndrome yeah. the fucking legend. And I kind of just took the reins on everything and handled it. Um, but what I said was I was laying in bed. I remember I was like probably four o'clock in the morning. I wasn't able to sleep. And I'm like, you know, I said when I started this and everyone gets shiny object syndrome, right? Yeah. I, when I started my, my marketing company, I was like, you know, I want I was like, I want to get it to 100k a month. That's that's the goal, right? 100k a month. However, that breaks down in terms of the client client structure. I'm like, look, and I remember yeah. I was like, you know, flow Syndicate's going great. You know, and I remember having those that little that little thought of like, oh, well, 50K a month would be cool. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I was laying there. I was like, you know what? I am a fucking pussy if I don't achieve what I set out to originally. Yeah,
1: that I, integrity.
0: I know the volume's there. I know I'm able to do it. It's, it's, I, I have the battle plan. I have the structure. And then mm-hmm. as soon as I got better, we t- started turning up the dials. We started getting after it right? New strategy, new, 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 this new, new offer. And we started getting after. It and it's like, when you can sit there and audit yourself, like, like we were talking about no. again. it's like when you can sit there and be like, I'm going to turn up the fucking dial on this and we're going to go crazy
2: mm. because you
0: have the freedom to do so. It's a very powerful feeling.
2: I,
1: I really believe that, um, you know, through, through this whole two years, the people that got it, And they audited their life like you did. I know I did. You know, it just made you, it made me understand more than ever. Like I'm blessed. I got it twice because the first time I got it, I was like, I'm going to change all these things. Then I didn't get it. And I feel like I brought it on myself a second time to be like, yo, learn this fucking lesson that we're trying to teach you in life. You know, like it's like a grand design a lot of the time. And, um, (laughs) and so what, what I did was I kind of um, the second time, you know, I really understood the lessons. Like it was like, yo, you need to chill the fuck out and you need to think about this thing that you're doing rather than just burning the wheels and you think you're going somewhere where you're not. So I, I it's, it's great to be able to, look at perspective and look at different things and be like, yo, okay. Whether I'm actually fucking like doing it right or pussy, pussy fucking putting it around and being like, yo, actually fucking getting this shit done and getting it sorted in your life. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you'll come to a point where you're like, like you might've achieved some of the things I know I achieved a lot of them. And it was like, yeah, great. But it was just like, yo, that's not, this was just the little bit. This is the symptom of the fucking problem that you really want to achieve. Which is that lifestyle, that whole grand design that you know is possible, that you want to achieve, that you may not know, and it might take you a few years before you fucking understand it, but that's the thing that you want. And yeah. the other things are like byproducts, yeah.
0: You know what's you know what's interesting and, and what I think about is mm. like and I and I want to kind of transition because I want to hear about what you're doing in business if you'd like to share. Yeah, sure. I know yeah, of kind of on full, kind of full, full court, full court press on content. Right. Mm. How you're growing. So, like, you know, what is yeah. in terms of your, your model, right? So, like, do you, in, in terms of your coaching, like, do you, how do you coach and how do you, how do you bring people in, right? Is it just strictly the content? Like, and then on top of that, like, those guys that are coming in, like, what do they, what do they get? What do they receive?
1: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, so again, the, the, the courses, it's a 12 week mentorship course. So basically, the way that I learned was multiple boot camps, multiple in things. So I spent, you know, close to $150,000 on just coaching right Mm -hmm. in a couple of years. And, and, uh, and that was a lot of money. And I was just fucking like, just trying to get it as in as much as possible. And what, if I had something that I, I, if I have what I have now, when I was back there, it would have saved me a hell of a lot of fucking time and money. So basically it's 12 weeks, but it's really 12 months of ongoing support for these people that come in. And, and the lead, the leads that I'm getting through is just like, look, I know social media uh is this thing it's this juggernaut of fucking just people and a cesspool of attention and it's like the more i've always come to the believe the more that you just have to put out you know the 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 age-old theory quantity over quality or quantity versus quality i'm like motherfucker it's 2022 you just have to do both that's really you just have to do both you have to be able to... to
0: do both as well
1: yeah and it's just like if that means fucking, you know. At one point, I at one point like this is the thing. I, I'd I'd shoot, I'd shoot twenty five, I'd shoot twenty five TikToks a day, right? I would sit in my bed until one, two, three in the morning, right? And I would edit them. I would sleep. I'd wake up and post five during the day. Out of twenty five, five would be good enough that I'd be. And I did this for like four months straight. So you can imagine how many fucking TikToks. And that got me to hundred K on TikTok. Sweet. Perfect. Put a lot of fucking time and effort into that, you know, Mm -hmm. and and it really comes down to the more time and effort you put into it, the more time you care about your content, care about whether it's an emotion, what emotion you're, you're bringing to the audience. What if you're hacking as you did human psychology with your tweets, if you're really thinking about it, it's like not a lot of people are putting a lot of time and effort. If you put time and effort into your content, people are going to notice that shit. And you notice that, I noticed that when I used to DM people to come on the podcast, when you would break down, like actually sit and be like, yo, here's all my shit. Like, and then really try to curate it to who they are. That's when I would get the the responses by the high level celebrities. I'm like, well, what happens when I would just send hey to a celebrity and they wouldn't reply? It's because yeah. you've put fucking time and effort into it. A lot. Of, I, I got this new uh, new YouTube coach, and what he says is that if you spend 20 hours, this is what Graham Stephan does. If you spend 20 hours researching, right, uh, researching like uh, the latest trends, the news, the finances, and then you put that into seven minutes. You are inevitably doing what Uber did to taxis. You're making it easier, quicker, and more effective for people to get knowledge.
0: I love that. I love people that. want to
1: save time. That's that's really what they do. If time is if time is the most important asset. If you can save that for people, that's that thing. And so that's what the twelve week mentorship does. It saves the time of fucking eight years of learning this crafting you know 10 12 you know whatever. however long i've been doing i've been doing this since i was like 13 years old you know researching like how to get girls this that since i was fucking a kid you know and now it's come to a point where it's like okay now with what where the world's gone you can't really you can talk about it but you've got to do it in such a a better way you know what i mean and and i think that to some of the concepts that are coming out now may even be better because it's structured really really well it's using very good words that people are understanding. It's actually simplifying everything where everything in the past, I'm talking 2014, you know, it was complicated. It was fucking complex. Yes. yes. It was all over the place. And you're like, you had to know all the information to be able to implement it. Right. So this is where I'm like, yo, how can I make it simple that people understand how to be pretty much a cool ass motherfucker that connect that literally can become a connector that can connect with the people that they want to, which was my problem. Only people in my life were fucking, you know, people that chose to be in my life how to become an abundant individual that actually has girls, has women in their life that that want to hang out with them. And that's a big thing because it's like, yo, you could, you know, my time was like, yo, I could get that one girl, but she would never stay in my life Mm -hmm. ever. And that was my problem. I was like, even, even up into the RST days, day, day twos, days, threes, days, fours, you know, weeks and stuff like that. It was never my forte. And I was like, why, why the fuck isn't on my forte? I could do the one date, the two dates. And that's why I understood okay, it's a lifestyle, it's a whole life that you have to incorporate. So, whether it's connecting with business, and right now we're going into communication. So, I'm helping this, um, I'm helping people with their pitches, their in person elevator pitch at the yeah. moment. That's something that, that it just intrigued me. And I'm like, you know what? Throw it in the fucking course. So, that's what happens. Anything that I'm intrigued in that I know other people are going to be intrigued in, I just keep adding to this fucking course. And it's, it's about 15, 15 modules long right now. Of just every bit of information, just jam-packed into like, this is what social dynamics is. This is how to throw a party. This is social media. This is this, this is that. So they can go through and then, you know, ongoing calls and stuff. But a lot of the time, the big results that you find, a lot of the people is just like, I, I mean, we had one guy, he doesn't mind me saying this, that he didn't leave his house for 10 years. Damn. Yeah, he was a security guard. He, you know, I say he doesn't leave his house, but he was a security guard. Mm-hmm. He did the night shift. He used to shop in a in a Ralph's or a Walmart at yeah. like four a.m. Talk to no one, and then used to game, right? And yeah. he would never do anything. And now he is like fucking. It. He he basically he's gone from he's gone from that to being an artist that lives in Sao Paulo, Brazil. and it's got a fucking got a huge social circle so they're the guys that i really i see huge results in. i'm like yo what the fuck like how is that even possible but it's awesome because i know it is possible because that's the journey of it
0: yeah and and that's the same thing that happened to us right in our our different ways it's the same thing that happened to us it's it's you just need that one thing that you're like fuck like it's time to make a change yes epiphany moment that it's like you look and you're you're so down bad, or you're so at rock bottom, and you're so down. and You look at yourself in the mirror, mm. and you're like, "This is time to make a change." You know, mm. mine was very mine was very different because my life is kind of in, and it's not to brag or say this, but my life yeah, is no. kind of going in like this crazy exponential curve. Like I didn't have it as bad as a lot of people did um, mm. in terms of like the the friends and the social circle. Like I was, you know, captain of a sports team when I was in high school. Like. You know, I wasn't, you know, super popular, but I had friends and we hung out yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in college I got really popular. Uh, yeah. That being said, like a lot of these people, like it's, I think everyone,
2: mm-hmm.
0: everyone's continually underestimates their own potential of what they can achieve. Yeah. You, me, because we don't know where that cap is, right? You can have a month like I did where it's like, holy shit, how like what? And then it's like, wait, like, that means there's more to achieve.
2: Right? Yeah.
0: Like Daniel, female wizard, was like, you know, there, that means there's more to achieve. I just want to crank the dials up. Like, I just want to do more. Right? <laughs> and I said on Twitter, I believe it was under one of Dylan Madden's tweets, but, you know, mm. it's always just the beginning until it's the end. Mm. And it's, I thought of it. And I was like, damn, that's profound. Like, some of the shit, like I say, mm. and it's like, I'm like, damn, like, that's pretty good. But what yeah. I mean, like, you know, even if you're 50 years old, you know, in 21 years, when you're 50 years old and you're doing whatever you're doing, yes. and it's like, you know, say, you know, you're a decamillionaire, you achieve all of these things. It's like, all right, like, well, what else can I do? Is, is yeah. this just, this is still, I'm 50 years old, but this is still kind of just the beginning.
1: Yep. What are you saying? They're like getting the fucking golf then, bro. <laughs> that's what I get into
0: and, and it's like you know this is just the beginning where can I take this whatever the, whatever it is I'm doing it's like this season of your life because even and I heard Alex Ramosi talk about this on mm-hmm. on the Graham Stephan podcast was you know how much more can I achieve like every, like this is this is a season of my life like in every three yeah. to five years you have different seasons you're doing different things yes. different stages you're in different periods and the beginning of the season yep. or this beginning of this period is always like just the beginning Right, yep. and it's like you know, where else can you take it? Like, and I've had yeah. multiple businesses. And I'm like, wow, this, wow, this is killing it. Like, oh, this yeah. is just, the beginning. this is gonna be insane. This is just the beginning, and it's like I continually am saying that to myself, even as I get older, because it is still just the beginning of this of this progression. And I think yeah. even still, when I get to, and it's actually literally starting to become inevitable, when I get to this point that I have in my head, the next couple of years. It's still I'm going to be damn. What else can I do?
1: Yeah, that's the thing. What's 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 new? What's what what intrigues you at that point? You know, which, whatever intrigues you then is going to be you. You're not going to know until you get there. Exactly you can't even like prepare for that unfortunately you're just like you know you never fucking know like last night when you guys were talking about watches i was like yo we're on a we're on a twitter space, guys last night and i was just like i didn't know anything so i was just like holy shit i was just shutting up and listening to you guys so i was like yo what the fuck is this? i was like writing i was like googling every sort of watches you guys were saying and shit yeah. <laughs> just, and, just
0: and it's it's cool because there's always so much more to learn there's always so much more life to live and, and it's i mm-hmm. i really I, I resonate with that that saying like it's it's always the beginning until it's the end right until we kick kick rocks until we croak and we die there's always more to do and and i think the beauty of life is that journey of of not only the struggle but it's this beautiful it's the the beautiful moments between the struggle and the success that you if you've ever read the myth of sisyphus i i love that i love that i love that um and the story is how it goes is um a guy And it's by a writer named Albert Camus who ended up killing himself. But or he either got hit by a car and died, or he ended up killing himself. I'm not exactly sure. But the myth is so he gets into it's a Greek myth, and he gets condemned to Hades into the depths of Tartarus, which is the deepest part of hell. And Mm -hmm. his punishment is to push a boulder from Tartar from the depths of Tartarus to the top of the mountain. I think it's the top of Mount Olympus or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And he pushes, he pushes, he pushes, he pushes, he pushes. And he fi- when he finally gets up there, the boulder rolls back down. And he has to walk all the way down and do it again, eternally, eternally, eternally. Yeah. And I believe he made this deal in order to, for this punishment. He made a deal and that was going to be his punishment. And
2: mm-hmm. I remember
0: in the in the story, the Albert Camus, he writes, he says, one must imagine Sisyphus happy. And it's the story and it's this parable of the journey and the struggle is the moment of presence Mm -hmm. and not to get all like Artoli, but the journey and the struggle is the moment of presence. It's not when you're starting out and it's not when you're at the top of the mountain, but you have to be able to enjoy this process and enjoy the struggle and enjoy the momentum that you build as you push and the strength that you build and the resilience in terms Mm -hmm. of externally and physically and, and mentally and this resilience that you you continue to to create for yourself, and honestly, like I'm in that I'm in, I'm pushing the boulder up the mountain now, and I'm I'm very happy doing it. I'm very yeah. happy. And the thing is, is even if I'm pushing a Lambo, and you know, hopefully things mm. go well. You know, I do. I, I've always wanted a Lambo since I was like 11 years old. But you know, yeah. if I'm pushing a Lambo this or next year, I'm still going to be pushing up that mountain because there's always going to mm. be more to achieve. And even if that skill set, right, like as you push the boulder up the mountain, yeah and more and more even that skill set that you develop it becomes easier to push it up yeah so i was saying like you know the worst thing that can happen is if i if i go broke i have all my friends and i can say hey can i can i work for you for a couple months and i can i do this Mm -hmm. you know can i help you out can we structure a deal can we do something and that point no return where it's like you've pushed that boulder up so many times and you've been so incredibly resilient in your life where Mm -hmm. there's no point where you can fail anymore
1: yep that's why I always say you give, and give more value than you take out of every relationship or everything you do so that you can have that. As you said, if you do hit rock bottom, that journey, that is your path for some reason. You can call on them. Yeah. It's fucking powerful. Yeah. yeah it's really crazy. Journeys are interesting because they're all individual. You know, if no one has your journey, only a you.
0: A lot of And a lot of people that I think I resonate with were all cut from mm. a smaller cloth but mm-hmm. we all have different experiences and different different journeys you know I and mean, i'm very happy that you and i are starting to become friends because it's like you know i I, yeah, remember, I was used to watch your shit and i'm like damn like this is crazy and now i'm like now, now like i said i got you on the podcast and you know we'll yeah live. it's you know crazy I mean?
1: it's crazy it's crazy the impact i didn't know i had on right. people right i didn't know any of this you know because i was a kid and then after after it it was almost like the fall from grace so i had to experience the fall from grace the fall from having that and then having nothing yep. you know and so that taught me something and then re- realizing years later that that fall that i thought was a fall wasn't that at all that actually like paved people's pathways a lot a lot more than i thought exactly. which is an interesting sort of phenomenon exactly. Yeah, to experience exactly. for sure and
0: even like with some of the stuff that i'm doing and like the there's mm. a lot of people like you know even even in like the the community inside cashflow syndicate and in, in on twitter it's like you know i'll get dms sometimes out of nowhere that's just like wow, like, I really made an impact. Like, I was telling you the story, like, I was at the club in Miami, and um, yep. I guy from Twitter who I never knew, I didn't know who he was. He was just like, yo, like, I, I love your shit. Like, dude, like, get a drink. Like, I, I love your shit. Like, dude, like, you really helped me out, and you, you really, like, made an impact on me. And I've heard that from a couple people, like, in person, and I'm just like, I'm blown away, man. That's I'm crazy. I'm like, dude, like, this is, it's, it's me. I'm like, it, yep. it, you know, it's me as I know myself to be, but it, it's so... It's so awesome to see that people are that they resonate with your message, they're learning and they've become better and had more success in their lives from the stuff that things like you and I are putting out. And it's fucking hmm. awesome to see. It's be, it's a beautiful thing. Um, yeah,
1: you never know who you're touching with uh, you know. Yeah. That was a, that was a bad pun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but even like, you know, so there's there's some people that like, you know, you could have you could have saved from a situation like you were in when you mm. were, you know, 20, 21. Ooh, yeah. yeah you'll never know
2: Mm,
1: yeah and and even even the opposite unfortunately I think about the opposite about the the content that is repressed how many people were losing because of that also at the same time you know but but then again it's always like a that's the the ebbs and flows of life really isn't it some things are going to go good some things are going to go bad different periods of history different periods like you know that that 2015 16 17 is a period of history. I always remember because we're never going to get that back. And we know that we're never going to get that back, yeah. you know? Yeah. So that, you know, I always look back at fond memories being like, yeah, that was cool. But it, even the kids that missed it, it's like, yo, this is there We're there. what they were for us. We're there for them.
0: Yeah. We're paving the way.
1: Yeah. So, and I always think about that. I'm like, damn, okay. That's that, that spurs me on inspires me.
0: We're paid, We're paving the way dude. And we're creating culture. Like yeah. the culture is always, the culture is always changing. And like, even in this little microcosm of the world, of, of the internet, of, of Twitter, of these things, it's like, we're able to sit here and our ideas are able to create culture, right? Yes. You have a bigger influence than I do because you have 100K on TikTok and you have your reach that's getting, you're reaching people on Instagram and you're, you're on more channels than I am currently. But still, we're able to create culture and, and change people's ideology And then it's a butterfly effect. It's somebody, uh, you tell somebody something, they tell somebody else, they tell somebody else, they tell somebody else. And then bam, next thing you know, you've influenced a million people.
1: Yeah, that's it. Well, you only have to, what is it? Six people, six, uh, six, uh, fuck, I always forget that. But basically you're six people away from everybody in the world. It's interesting. Yeah, um, I fucking can't remember that thing. It's like the the six touch points or something like that. Anyone in the world, uh, you're six people away from always. So when people are like, Oh, I'm six people. away. Let me show you. I'm like, yeah, obvious. That's fucking everybody. <laughs> it's always, yeah.
0: You know, what's an interesting idea. I want to get your thoughts on this. Cause you've, you've probably interact, you've interacted with more like celebrities and, you know, quote unquote high level people than I have. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously you're older, you ran with, you know, in different circles, but yep. you're for, for, especially at this level now with the internet and like, you know, kind of the same, we kind of run in the same circle now. Yep. We are like one conversation away from like I remember I was talking with Ricardo. It's like we're one conversation away from the guy who knows like a Dave Grutman or like yeah. one of these super high level dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. And all you need to do is put yourself in the same position, the in the position, and being in the same places that they are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it's being around the sun. those people, yeah, definitely. I think a lot more. Can you connect with them online? Yes, yeah, sure, absolutely. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Like you could. Like like the girl that ripped on fucking Kim K and they brought in E! News, brought her in and fucking had Kim K come in the door and she was a hater, you know? Sure, you could do that. But usually in person a lot more, but
0: continue. Yeah, and and so you're like literally one or two conversations away from the people that you really, like those high, super high level people that you would want to interact with, right? Those, yeah. those people, and like I've seen it time and time again. Like when we were in... Like I was telling you last night, like me and Hassan were in the nice guy. It's just like literally like just a just a slick like just a slicana. Like, like, a, like, like yeah. hey, I'm this person. Like, and just being totally fucking cool. Like yeah. just completely just being like very grounded in your in your energy and grounded in the way that you approach situations. Like mm. all that does is just create like it makes you a type of person, I think, that other types of people just want to interact with. Yeah. Right? They're very grounded, and, I think. It's it's very important to have that, but that yeah. can only be developed after years of experience.
1: It help, it helps when people know that you're comfortable around those type of people. I remember one time we were we were chilling in a, a restaurant, and he's like, "Oh yeah, my buddy's coming." This is in LA. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, no worries, no stress." And he knew I was cool dude. And then it's fucking like Ty Lopez sits down. That's his yeah. buddy, and I'm like, "Oh yo, what up, Ty? What's good?" blah blah. blah. Start having chat, and then you're you you're comfortable around it. So that makes them comfortable yeah. and it kind of yeah. breeds into it. Like if you're comfortable around being these high level people, it breeds into other people inviting you around those kind of people. Yeah. Cause you're not going to yeah. fangirl and fanboy and just be like, Oh my fucking God. You know what I mean? It's, it's, you're, you're able to be more comfortable in those situations. And that comes from experience. That's, that's really it. Talking to a fuck ton of people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, well. it's like, uh, there's famous people that are just like they're fucking weirdos. Like they're mm. not people I would even want to hang around. I think like, yeah, is, like regardless of who somebody is or who somebody has has created their their persona to be on Instagram or social media or whatever the hell it is, like yeah. you, you got to sit there and like, oh, this person, you, like, there's so many people that sit there like, oh, this person does this, this person's, oh, oh my god, it's like, nah dude, like they're just fucking like normal, like they don't you know how much shit they got to deal with every day it's just like and you got to be like very empathetic of the other person it's just like much shit this guy's fucking dealing with like dude this guy doesn't want yeah. to talk about business like i think Ty lopez wants to sit there and talk about fucking business uh, trying to get some girls i guess he's trying to get drunk and get some girls and and and, and 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 do do his thing it's just like so it's like the more you like the yeah. fun, and the more yeah. like a fun person to be around it's like it'll open you up to shit like that later on and i like, i think,
1: I think Going on, like, the okay. the, you go on, yeah, 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 the the idea of, like, understanding culture so that you know, like, remember one thing, it's like, uh, I always talk about this with Arlen. It's just, like, if people come up to Arlen and talk about, like, and Arlen's, like, a big YouTuber, if we, they go talk to him about YouTube, he's fucking sick of that. He's been doing that for years, but you talk about, like, an NFT project or this or that, he's fully engaged. So, like, I remember even, like, when, you know, just hypothetically, it'd be, like, uh, Ty would be sitting down or something. We talked about burgers. That's what yeah. we talked about, like something unfucking related about where do we think the best burger place is in LA, and it was like, nah, Shake Shack is fucking shit, bro. That's fucking shit either. And it would just be stories, right? Now sure. we're connecting on that human level rather than. So Ty, um, I see that you're doing Radio Shack as an NFT Discord decentralized project. You know, he's like, fuck, I don't want to talk about that shit.
0: So it's so like no, like dude, like the last like. Okay. So I hold live calls inside of, inside yeah. of Clashless Syndicate. And like when I'm on Twitter space, it's like, dude, like the last thing that I want to do, like when I offer like people to talk to me, like the last thing I want to do is like, talk about the semantic <laughs> technicalities of like an email marketing business, bro. Yeah. Like, I don't want to talk about that. Like I was eating, like, I was just, I was like, I, I got on a call last night. I was eating Panda Express. I'm just chilling there. And I'm like, all right, well, let's see what everyone has to say. And they started asking me questions. I'm like, dude, like, we just had some shit go viral. Let's talk about. Let's have fun. Let's yeah, talk about, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the name of the game when you become somebody of like. That's the name of the game. Like, I'm sure you're tired of talking about what you do sometimes. Like, just want to talk shit. That that's yeah. that's the
1: the real interesting uh, part. You're you're 100. Sometimes I'm like a fucking over this. Yeah. So when I was in e-commerce, right? I was in e-commerce before, after R- after RSD, then I did my own thing, golf. I got uh, scattered to uh, a uh, div, div 2 school in university in Ohio, up, okay. up, up top left, uh, very close to like Toledo, right? In Ohio. And uh, so I did that for a bit, came back, then I got into e-commerce, right? The whole fucking time, for me, it's been an obsession that I can't stop because I haven't conquered it. Even yeah. as much success as not, I've never conquered this. And I don't think I ever will get to the point where I'm satisfied because if you came to me at like four o'clock in the morning, I'm tired. You want to talk about social dynamics? Fuck. I'm here for you, bro. Like, yeah. But now I think that might be because it's like the, the, the goal is so hefty. The goal is actually transforming social skills in the world. Communication. Like being that fucking Jordan Peterson figure that is like the philosopher of our time. Yeah. You know, That's where the goal is. So like, that's a fucking hefty fucking goal. So it's like, all right, well, you know, now I kind of have to do it. But if someone came up to me, which is true. So you talked about your viral tweet, which you want to, or the Buzz Lightyear fucking quote in it, or some oh, shit. That's so real specific. Or for me, they want to talk about fucking, uh, you know, like anything. If someone came up to me, they wanted to chat with me, it'd be like something to do with TikTok or something to do with Twitter or something. I'm really engaged. I'm like, yo, fuck yeah, you know, like I'm really on the point with it, and it made me so much more engaged.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's a very like you said, it's a balance, uh, mm. but. Really, it's, it's like, you know, and, and especially with this podcast, my goal for this podcast is to talk about topics and talk about and go off on, on tangents and conversation yeah. that people are not usually talking about, you know? Yeah. And so I think, I think we've, we've absolutely accomplished that here because Definitely. it's very interesting. You, like I said, we have very interesting stories and we know a lot about a lot of things about a lot of things.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like the way to connect with, I think the way to connect with people is, to, is, is stories, Right. And I think, and and we'll start to kind of close it out because we've been doing for like over two and a half hours. But <laughs> like I said, we we're gonna talk for a while, my friend.
1: Yeah, yeah, bro.
0: And the and I heard I heard Tate say this again. I, I, I dude literally like I learned so much from this guy. But yeah, he said when he bought the Bugatti, all at the dinner table, everyone was yeah. sitting around telling stories. And your ability to tell good stories mm-hmm. to somebody that you meet right? And somebody that you, you just meet, even whoever the fuck they may be, and get them yeah. laughing, get them engaged, and get them captivated. And like the things we know about how to be good speakers, right? With your tonality, like if you lean in and you, you whisper to, to tell a secret, right? And the way that you engage them in that story, and how you, how captivating you are, you're going to be able to develop, and this is for everyone listening, you're going to be able to develop incredible relationships with people you probably never thought possible, if you you master your ability to speak, and you That's master good. your ability to become an orator and speak and, and not have, not be stuttering over your words, to be confident with what you say, because right. and I'll tell you guys this and Sam, you're going to agree. A lot of people are so they second guess what they're going to say because they're not confident in themselves enough to say it. Yep. And what happens is if you tell a story, you can be thinking, you can either a be thinking about how to captivate individuals, or you can be thinking about if they're going to like the story. Yeah. And if you do the, the, the primary thing that I just said, and actually think about the way that you tell the story and you practice telling the story and, and you tell it to multiple people and, and you really get deep into your method of telling this and being a, a speaker and, and captivating individual, those people are going to love you. They're gonna be like, wow, that story was amazing. Right. Yes. And your ability to do that, I think, is is one of for men, right? And especially to the, you know, I'm sure you're gonna probably break this down into sound bites a little bit and, and put this <laughs> on social, which is gonna be awesome. But your ability to do that with with the guys that you teach is like that is a fundamental skill to develop yeah. that social circle, right? And I and I completely, I completely love that idea. And it's like everyone who is not confident can become more confident by being able to tell stories and being able to be mm. a captivating individual and to be confident and say shit with their chest and, and hang your nut. Like our, our friend my mm. friend, Danny says, let your nuts hang. Right. And like, when you're able to tell these stories like this, it's like, you know, you're able to be a captivating individual and then people mm. want to listen. Um,
1: I, th- I think, yeah, if you break it down as like the, the, the two comedians, there's two types of comedians, right? You're like mm. this one. You've got the ones that have a, like, you know, they're doing a Netflix special, you know, you're Kevin Hart, you fucking Dave Chappelle, they're doing a Netflix special. And they're, 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 they've said that story so many fucking times that the, they learn where to pause, they learn where to do upward inflections, downward inflections, they know where to stop, wait for the audience to laugh. They, they've told that story thousands of times, right? And that's what makes it funny. Then you go to the other people, which are improv comedians, right? If you've ever been to improv, where you have to learn how to think on the spot really quick. Your, your job as a communicator if you want to tell stories and communicate is balancing the two between having stuff that you've talked about a lot that you're very good at condensing information down making it long emotion filled informational field auditory and you know, all these kind of things as well as thinking on the spot really quickly being able to put snippets in that's a, that's really the balance between the two It's a real good understanding cuz if you're if you're just coming in with prepared stories you know, you go to a fucking house party in like LA or something and and you'll tell a story and this girl will popo shit. He's like, he's telling that story to you too. Like what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You know, if that's all you got. So you got to learn how to be able to have that not small talk, but how to have improvised talk about multiple different subjects, which comes from being, being well-read a lot of the time.
0: Being well-read, well-listened to. Yeah. Yeah. The more, (laughs) Ty Lopez, the more you learn, the more you earn. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a good but, but like you know you have i think one of the attributes that makes a successful person is being able to be knowledgeable about so many different topics at once yep which allows you and the more you know about different things the more types of people that you can engage with the more types yeah. of people you can engage with the more opportunities the more people you meet and become friends with the more people you become friends with the more opportunities you have and it's mm. like i said it's a positive feedback loop i, I think yeah that's it Sam, I think this is a, pl- a great place to end it.
1: I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me on. It's been a fucking fantastic chat.
0: I appreciate you coming on, my friend. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to hopefully coming on yours. Um, at some yeah, point. definitely.
1: I have a I have a limit that I'm going to get to. Once I get that, then yeah, open floodgates for everybody. Absolutely, for sure. yeah. definitely first person that's on the list, my friend. On that I, one, I appreciate. it. Yeah, no, definitely, people. definitely.
0: Yeah, man, I hope to I hope to see you soon in, in America or somewhere in Europe or, or you know, where, wherever in the world we are and, you know, get after it. And, and I want to see you operate in real life, man.
1: I, I, I will definitely make sure I'll be over there very shortly. And it's good, awesome. as I as said, that international or international community is what I fucking love, what i
0: born and bred for. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, this has been an incredible chat. I think a lot of people are going to find incredible value in it. And I'm very excited to to see the response on this one. And like I said, I'm very happy for you to be the second guest on the, on the syndicate, man. I
1: appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm fucking blessed to be on there.
0: Hopefully it blows up and um, you know, obviously we're going to keep in touch and and maybe do some, do some work together and talk some ideas. So, um, you know, thank you for for tuning in. Uh, My name is David and you know, Sam, where can we find you? Where can we find everything? Uh, Social medias and I will link everything in the description for you
1: yeah absolutely so everything is pretty much you type in sam matheson matheson spelled m-a-t-h-e-s-o-n i've got sam matheson too on instagram because you know like a lot of the only fans girls my first one got you know deleted so you got to put a little two at the end of it <laughs> but uh yeah no i was doing that before the OnlyFans fans started so you know <laughs> but yeah you can find me You just type in sam matheson everywhere and you'll be able to find me there and all the links all the hoobie links in uh all my bios there for sure
0: awesome awesome Um, everyone take care. Have a great day, night, wherever you are, day, weekend, whatever it is. And Sam, thank you for coming on again.
1: Appreciate it, bro.